E, how's it going? What's up, man? I thought you weren't able to do a podcast today. I'm, <laughs> I'm on the bridge trying to get home. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're happy to have you um, for sure. Yeah, I thought so, this was a, uh, uh, a link to, to listen to it. My bad. Oh, I mean, you're fine. If, if you want to get into the, uh, if you want to be on the, the podcast, you're welcome to. That's All up right. to you. Uh, I mean, I probably won't say too much. I'll probably just listen more than anything. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Raleigh, how's it going? Hey, guys. So we're uh, we're waiting on uh, on on Logan, I guess. Um, he's he's about ready to join this. So I guess first of all, um, Raleigh, I wanted to just ask you. You know, I, I know you got vaccinated today. How are you feeling, and, and how's all that going? So yesterday I threw up a couple times, and then today I woke up with a hundred degree fever. Fever. Uh, now I'm not bad. I took a bunch of Tylenol. Drank a lot of water. I'm right now. I'm fine. But uh, yesterday and this morning to about like this afternoon was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, glad you're feeling a little bit better. And uh, but I mean, you're happy you got vaccinated, right? Because the point of the vaccine is that if you catch COVID, it's not supposed to make be like a deadly virus. To you. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, I can say for, for, for me, I get, I get shot number two next week. I didn't really have too much of a reaction to shot number one. I, um, I, I had a little bit of a sore arm, but, but that was about it. And, and just for the audience, Heather, the point of us, you know, bringing this up is other, other than to make sure that, of course, that Raleigh's doing okay is like, um, you know, you, you've heard it from both of us. We've both gotten shot number one. We're, we're totally fine. We don't have a third eyeball. We don't have a third ear. Like, nothing weird's going on. Like, it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly safe. Go get vaccinated. Let's end COVID. Let's get rid of this thing. You know, I, it'll protect you. And I know there's stuff you've been looking to do, uh, you know, going out to, to games and seeing seeing friends and being able to see them without a mask and all sorts of stuff. And I know, I know you've been out wanting to go do those things. So, uh, Speaking of that, we should now that all of us have been have been vaccinated at least once, we should all get together at some point soon too. But uh, anyway, yeah, I just for everybody out there, just get vaccinated. Let's let's get rid of COVID. So um, yeah, I guess uh, I guess we'll buy a little bit more time before see if Logan joins, and uh, we'll we'll go over our sponsors. So first sponsor, T, do you wanna do you wanna do this one or do you want me to? You go first. Okay. So we're, this podcast is going to be sponsored by uh, Perk36.com, uh, best basketball analytics website on the internet. Um, you, you go there for the best, you know, the best analytics data out there. It's easy to – one of their big points is it, it's kind of easy to decipher if you're not, you know, if, if you're not like an analytics expert or something. It, it's just easily accessible data that you can – look at and, you know, use it to enhance your fan experience. Um, the latest article on there is basically about how, you know, the, maybe the Cavs, you know, did the Cavs get good too fast um, during LeBron James' first stint? And it was pretty interesting um, just, just, just reading through that. And, 
how they prevent it. They also have, you know, hustle stats where you can kind of see like who the grittiest players in the NBA are. You can mess around with different, you know, you know, the, do you want to prioritize screens or, or charges or stuff like that? There's all sorts of things you can do. So just go check that out. I'll highly recommend it. And uh, T, your turn. Oh, and we've got Logan here. How's it going, Logan? What's going on, y'all? What's so? Uh, yeah, I guess before we get into it, T, T did you want to do your? Hey, What's up? Yeah, uh, I would love for everyone to visit showofftraining.com. Once again, showofftraining.com. It is a virtual personal training and virtual fitness uh, website. Uh, you can go there to apply, sign up for uh, personal training, group training, independent training. Uh, especially when people aren't going to the gym at this time just because of COVID. So just make sure uh, it's actually very reasonably priced at the same time, but it's really just there to give you a customizable workout that you can do at home uh, or you can do at the gym too if you prefer that. But uh, showofftraining.com is the way to go. Yeah, great stuff, T. Um, definitely, definitely check all that out. And uh, yeah, so basically what this podcast is going to be is episode nine of the Clown Chat podcast. And um, what we're going to talk about today, we're just going to do a draft preview episode. We've got the NFL draft coming up in a couple of days on uh, on Thursday, and we're excited about it, and we want to talk about it, so we're just going to kind of preview it. And basically what I'm going to do, guys, let me know if this is okay, is I'm just going to kind of uh, bounce around through, like, a lot of the big storylines, and certainly um, if there's something I didn't hit on that, that you want to hit on, um, you know, certainly we'll cover the top 10 thoroughly, and then some of the teams later in the first round as well um of course we're going to get to the Steelers you guys are both Steelers fans oh yeah um, we'll get to that and and you know then certainly if, if I miss anything that you want to go over we can certainly do that as well so I'm, I'm just going to start at the uh at the top I mean the first two picks are pretty drama free right we, we all know that Trevor Lawrence is going to go to the Jaguars at number one and then Zach Wilson is going to go number two to the Jets yeah so I mean I, I don't know if y'all have seen but they've already I've seen reports on already the Jags have given Trevor Lawrence their playbook and he's already studying stuff. And if you've looked into things, Trevor Lawrence has already uh, created a charity in Jacksonville and is giving back. So this is probably one of the most obvious number one picks of all time. There's so much saying that he's one of the greatest prospects to ever come out of any draft. He's really got everything. And then Zach Wilson's also a super great quarterback talent that I, I just don't see any team, like especially the Jets after trading Darnold. They, quarterback is their 100% need. I don't see anything over Zach Wilson. See, uh, Zach Wilson's not that great of a prospect, honestly. He has, yeah. not, he has not played anyone at BYU. The one time he played someone – Honestly, that's any good was Coastal Carolina and he lost. I don't see why he's actually that. I'm not, I'm one of those people that if you go to a small school, you're probably, there's a probably reason why and you're probably not good. Look at Carson Wentz. He had one good year and now he sucks. That's why I would never take Trey Lance or Zach Wilson in the top 10. I really yeah, think, I mean, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, look, Wilson is going to go number two. Uh, you know, I've accepted that. It's pretty much firmed up, but I will tell you guys this. If you ask me, you know, there's obviously five first-round quarterbacks, and we're going to get to what's going to happen to the rest of them, right? Yeah. But if you ask me which one of those five is going to be a bust right now, I'm going to say Zach Wilson. And part of that is who he is as a prospect. He was a late bloomer. He was not a captain at BYU. So, like, what's up with his leadership style, right? I you know, agree with leader. And, you know, he, 
he's he's kind of on the smaller side. Like, like there's just there's things about him as a prospect that are a little concerning. And then you have the situation he's going to. I think situation is so important for these you know quarterbacks. Like we'll get to the Niners, but like I think a situation you know if a quarterback goes to like a good situation, I really think they're probably gonna they're probably gonna hit. But if you get the Jets on the other hand, who stunk for a decade, and they ruined. They already ruined Sam Darnold. Why? Who believes that they're not going to ruin Zach Wilson too? Yeah, I mean, I can't really deny that fact on Zach Wilson. It's really his overrated statement. Is uh, everybody's kind of made this quarterback, uh, this quarterback class, a lot higher than I really think it actually is. I think there is definitely potential, especially like I think the biggest boom or bust quarterback in this draft is Trey Lance. He's got the probably the strongest arm in the draft. Him and Justin Fields are also two super very comparable quarterbacks as they've super mobile. They're big. Um, it's just with Trey Lance, you have to think competition as well. Being um, on North Dakota State, that conference is not as much as, you know, you'd see Clemson play with Trevor Lawrence who excelled in everything. And you can even make the argument that Justin Fields could still be the second best quarterback after his. I, I think he is. I have their, Justin Fields as my after, number two. After, after their win on uh, after uh, their win versus Clemson, it's just Zach Wilson, you've, you see certain throws, you see certain mobility skills and you see the potential he has and I think that's why the Jets are gonna take him the number two pick because he does have that potential where as Fields is you've seen a lot more issues with certain things accuracy wise you see more clips of um, Justin Fields with inaccuracy versus Zach Wilson so I I as the if I were the Jets manager I would stick with Zach Wilson at the number two spot, but the situation is just not good. They don't. Their number one receiver is uh, who they who they signed Corey Davis. They signed Corey Davis. Uh, Corey Davis, and they got some up and coming guys. Denzel Mims, who they drafted last year, James Crowder, good, uh, a good slot guy. But who who knows if he'll actually be able to succeed with them? Yeah, you know it's an interesting thing, and, and it's like you said, you know, you would have. Uh... You would select Zach Wilson. I agree at this point. Well, I would probably select Fields, but like I get selecting Wilson. But actually, you know what I would have done if I were the Jets? I would have traded number two to Carolina for number eight and two extra first. That's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. That's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. They should trade back. Um, and then and I was about to say, uh, off of your uh draft uh, the quarterback draft class, I think this is the deepest one in years when it comes to you can get a quality starter probably in the second round. Kellen Mond, the guy from Stanford Davis, and Kyle Trask are going to be there. See, Kyle that's where I might be on Steelers' first round pick. I hope to God he's not. But uh, um, I, I, I think you can get qual- a quality quarterback in the second round this year. I definitely disagree with the take on Kyle Trask. I've, uh, as I'm in uh, Florida, I, I've watched a lot of the Florida games and. The reason, one of the reasons is that Kyle Pitts is so, so highly, and he's just, he's seen as one of the most generational tight ends ever. It's because of the passes that Trask has th- given Pitts to make those catches. Like he, his passes are so inaccurate that it makes 
that it makes Pitts look like the most insane guy ever. And you can say that uh, same thing about Kadarius Tony being why he's so highly draft, so highly graded because he the you see all that his speed he has and the creation these stats that Trask was kind of having in college it's really just it's really just his targets and I really do not think Trask is going to see succeed in the NFL against these level defenses so I I am one of those Steelers fans that is very against us taking Trask and just overall against us taking a quarterback in this draft yeah, I don't think Trask is going to be a first-round pick. Let, let, no, let, let's I hope that not. There. I think <laughs> second round earliest for him. But, yeah, I mean, so so my take on the – I kind of agree with you, Raleigh. I do think it's the deepest, especially if you look at those first five. I think they all deserve to be picked in the top half of the first round. Um, oh, and, no. okay. now, I would, now, I would say, you know, I obviously predicted that Zach Wilson was going to be a plus, but that doesn't mean he's a bad prospect. That's just me looking at these guys, looking at the odds that, you know, not all these – not all these guys are going to work out and saying like, okay, well, this dude has got some warts as a prospect and he's going to this bad situation. I would say, I, I would say, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be great. I think Justin Fields is going to be great. I think whoever the Niners take is, is going to be, you know, they're going to hit their ceiling. We know that, right? Mac Jones is going to hit the, you know, hit his ceiling, whatever, whatever that is, is like a Matt Ryan, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins type. And yeah. Trey Lance, it really is going to be situation dependent. Um, I think if he goes to a bad situation, he'll bust. I think if he gets developed properly, he could be really good. Um, I'd love to see Trey Lance get picked to the Niners. It's like and, and let's segue to that. Let, let, let's segue to that then. So we have this Niners pick, right? And they have um, we know they're taking a quarterback, but we don't know which one. So 100%. reports are Fields is not in play here. It's going to be Lance, or it's going to be. Um, so I want to go around the kind of you guys. Um, what first? What do you? What would you do if you were um, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch? What do you? And what do you think they should? Um, so Logan, I'll start with you. What do you think? So I've I've seen a bunch of reports on uh, the both the GM uh, John Lynch and uh, Kyle Shanahan, and it looks like that the GM is pushing Trey Lance, but Shanahan is uh, pushing. Mac Jones and I feel I that like, as well. And I feel like there's a reason for that because as you see more Mac Jones is more relatable to Jimmy Garoppolo than Trey Lance is. And so I think that they think that, you know, their one season that they had, were healthy and went to the Super Bowl, it was with a Jimmy Garoppolo type quarterback. And so I think he might want to stay with that uh system. So I think they're gonna end up taking Mac Jones. Do I think that's a smart pick? No. I think that trading up from number 12 to number three for Mac Jones, who they probably, there's a decent chance that if the Patriots don't trade up in the scenario, that Mac Jones could have fallen to them at 12. So I I really, I really hope they don't take um, Mac Jones. I hope they take a risk on Trey Lance and see if he can, you know, sit out maybe half the year learn the playbook, learn some stuff behind Jimmy Garoppolo, even though he can't really teach him that much. Um, and then let him succeed in the offense with a great O-line, George Kittle, and then two great receivers in uh, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. And I, I, I'd love to see that. I just don't see it happening. I think they're, they're going to take Mac Jones because of Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, all right. Very good points. Raleigh, what do you think? 
not take either Trey Lance or Mac Jones on the third pick because Trey Lance is a developmental quarterback. You don't take one at number three. And Mac Jones is not athletic at all. I understand the uh, comparisons, but he played one year for a reason. And he had, look at his receivers. Uh, he had Jalen Wild for most of the year and Smith. And, and they had Najee Harris. Like, the dude, like, I, any one of us could go in and throw touchdowns on that team. All oh, yeah. they had to do is just say hike and throw the frigging ball. I don't trust Mac Jones at all. 49ers don't have the greatest – I mean, they have good weapons, like, with Kittle, but, like, I think Kittle's going to be injury-prone for the rest of his career. I'm sorry to say that. I, I just – I don't see why you would take Mac Jones. Honestly, if I was them, why wouldn't you take Justin Fields out of all the quarterbacks? Because he's very athletic, most athletic out of all of them, and he has a proven track record. He's not like Trey Lance, who only played one year. I mean that, and he played against good competition and beat Clemson, and almost beat Clemson twice. So, my my whole thing is I would take the proven commodity if I was them. Um, I agree with you though, Logan. They could if they wanted Mac Jones, he probably would have been there at twelve. Um, but if I was them right now, I would take a long look at what at either getting. Jamar Chase or one of these quarterbacks. I would not take one of these quarterbacks in number three pick. I definitely think, oh, wow. You agree with the – I just – I don't agree with the field's take. It's like you think it's like they don't need a quarterback super right now. But you know what's going to be coming up? It's like they're going to have to pay Garoppolo. And Garoppolo does have some trade value, which I think they're trying to – they're, they're definitely looking into dealing him. It, yeah, I have and, some intel on that. I'll, I'll get to that a little bit later. Yeah, it's Fields is like there's so much skepticism on it because when's the last good quarterback that came out of Ohio State? It, and that's I, same with Alabama though. Tua is not going to be good. exactly. That that's my whole thing. I, I don't honestly. If I was them, I wouldn't have traded up for number three at all. I wouldn't I, have I wouldn't either. Have. I think what I would have done if I were the Niners is, you know, wait, if you did want to trade up, which I don't think they really needed to, let that Darnold trade happen and then trade up with the Panthers. Imagine Jamar Chase on that team. That would be like their Julio Jones almost. I I think that's what they need. That offense would be awesome with Jamar Chase. I, I, I would think it would be worth it for Jamar Chase. Even then, I wouldn't have traded up number three. But well, they, they, they should have. In, in that case, what they should have just done is they should have hit up the Eagles and did did the one first round pick with them. Yeah, and then taken whoever was there between Pitts and uh, Chase. If if one of them was there, we'll we'll get to that. But I'm not take sure Pitts and have Kittle unless they want to try with the Patriots and have a two man. That would be a pretty good thing, actually. Kyle well, Pitts with a uh, Kittle. Well, 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 I'll get to my Kyle Pitts take, but but yeah, I I agree with um. You know, I, certainly there's a lot of good points there, Raleigh. I guess, Raleigh, who do you expect them to take, though? They're going to take Mac Jones, and I, I think, and this is going to be for later. I think uh, Washington's going to trade up for Trey Lance. Okay, I mean, we'll, we'll, that's certainly something I want to hit on as well. But okay, so I guess as far as as far as the Niners, um, 
So I agree with you, Raleigh, that I probably wouldn't have traded up in the first place. But since they have traded up, I probably would take Justin Fields. I, I've already said I think Justin Fields is the second best quarterback. Um, I think you could sit him for a little bit, but like he's somebody who's also not like a huge projection, I don't think. And I just think you look at his his like I think he's pretty like, like I saw everybody's like in love with Mac Jones is like processing and and, throw, and supposedly ability to read his ability to read defenses and stuff. But apparently Justin Fields efficiency, like throwing beyond his first read is actually better than Mac Jones's is. So like, I, I just feel like a lot of this criticism that people have been throwing at uh, Justin Fields in the pre-draft process has been aimed at just trying to sink his value. Like, I, I don't think a lot of it's legit to be honest with you. Like I, yeah. He was the second best quarterback during the season, and I just don't see a reason to really change that. Now, if you're talking about who the Niners, um, if you're talking about between Trey Lance and Mac Jones, Trey Lance would be very interesting in that situation because I just I just said a little bit earlier, like I really think Trey Lance is going to be situation dependent. Like, and if you drop him again, I think whoever the Niners take, by the way, because Kyle Shanahan is a really good coach. And they've got a good infrastructure that I think whoever they take is going to reach their potential, whatever that is. So if you, if you take Trey Lance and play him for a year behind Garoppolo, that could be a good situation for them, you know, really give him some time to learn and let that coaching staff mold Trey Lance into the quarterback he can be. That, that's very interesting. And I'd love to see a mobile quarterback in Kyle Shanahan's offense. I, I would that too. Would my point, Logan, I would love to see that. I really would. Uh, now, I think they're going to pick Mac Jones, though. And if I had to guess, I'd say they're going to pick Mac Jones and he's going to top out as like a Matt Ryan type, which, again, you, you you guys brought up Garoppolo and that's a great, you know, comparison as well. But I think, you know, I, I think Matt Ryan's another good one. Um, you know, obviously he made the Super Bowl with Kyle Shanahan in, um, in Atlanta. You know, he was offensive coordinator. And I think, yeah. I think that's the sort of quarterback Mac Jones can be. I do think he'll succeed. He's just not going to be like a top five quarterback. Trevor Lawrence and I think Fields could potentially. Well, since we're on the topic of the 49ers, do you think they actually trade with the Patriots for Jimmy Garoppolo? No. Um, oh, you mean that? I, I want to get to the Patriots quarterback situation a little bit later. Uh, it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. I, I'm going to go through what I think the Patriots are are doing um, based on all the reports I've I've read, but it, I don't think it makes sense to touch on that now because I don't think there's a chance the Patriots are going to get up to like the third or fourth pick or anything. I think it's going to kind of be a further down sort of thing. I'd definitely love to see, like, I don't know if you guys have made mock drafts or anything, but I have one pull have. here, and uh, I mean, I'd love to hear what y'all like think what what's going to happen for like these certain, you know, top just the whole first round because there's so many. There's so many different areas that so many teams could go. Yeah, so I haven't I haven't done a mock draft. I, I was gonna do one today, but I didn't have time, and um, I'm, I'm gonna try to do one tomorrow. So it's the one I the most recent one I have isn't like exactly what I have now. So I'll, I'll try to give my best impression of what I think teams are gonna do, though, based on who's on the board. And for the Niners, it would be Mac Jones. Um, so are are we good with the Niners? Or are we? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let, let's move on to to number four then. So. Obviously, we just covered one of the two major pivot points, I think, in this draft, right, is which quarterback the Niners are going to take. So I think this pick is the second. Oh, yeah. And it's really interesting in some ways because obviously we know we know even less about this one because they might not take a quarterback. 
So obviously there's three things Atlanta can do. Option one, they can take whichever, you know, one of the two quarterbacks that's left. Option number two, they can take Kyle Pitts, who I personally think is the best non-quarterback in the draft by a decent amount. Yeah. The dude is ridiculous. Like tight end is a position where like there's not that many like insane receiving threats around the league. And like to have an option like that that can stress defense like that is insane. He's the best tight end prospect in over a decade. Like I, I, he would be very tempting on the spot. And then you've got the trade down option. Now the problem is the Niners blew the market open to the to a degree that I think it's going to be hard for Atlanta to make a trade down with anyone besides maybe Denver. Yeah. Like I definitely don't think the Patriots or anything like that is going to off, be able to offer enough to get up to the spot. I think the yeah. only way they can do a deal is with Denver. And honestly, I don't see Denver giving up a first round pick to get up here. Um, I think they might make a smaller trade, you know, maybe to seven or eight, um, just to swap spots or something. But I don't think they're going to move all the way to four and give up like a future first for it. So, I think they're going to take Pitts. Obviously, they could go quarterback, and that would obviously lean into more of a rebuild. Like, eventually, you get rid of Julio Jones and Matt Ryan, and yeah, start I, over. But you, I, I, I think I think Matt Ryan has enough football left in him, and the cap penalties to get rid of him are going to be severe enough. Where I think I would just take Pitts, and then maybe just try to use other resources to fix the defense. Maybe you still trade Julio Jones, you know, and get like another draft pick back that you can used to fix your defense or something, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's reports on Julio being looked at, and he's, like, open for – they're open. They're they're taking trade offers for him. Yeah, and so I, it's, they, they could go a lot of different directions with that, but I think I would go Pitts in this spot. So what do you guys think? Um, Which direction would you go? Raleigh, you can go first. And what do you think they will do? So if I was them, I'd take Pitts for the reason you just said, so I can trade Julio Jones. That's exactly why I would. Um, and – to me, Kyle Pitts isn't really just a tight end. He's a receiver, as in you could probably line him up outside and he'd still be like a Julio Jones. Like, that. That's, I think he has that skill set that you, you could line him up as a receiver if you wanted to. Because um, he's not, like, as a tight end, like, he's not, like, a Rob Gronkowski big, but he's, like, really athletic. And so, if I was him, I'd take Kyle Pitts. Um, I don't think you – you can trade back in this situation. Like, I don't think – I don't see any needy quarterback teams being able to give up enough to get a number four pick. Um, maybe – I'm not – I mean, Bengals don't need one. I mean, I Washington could be one to look at, but they couldn't get to number four, I don't think. They'd have to give up two number ones. After and I, I don't think it's worth it because I, I think – honestly, I think – um. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't see it being worth it. I think you you, you take Kyle Pitts, and uh, no one would fault you for that at all. No. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not really going to disagree with anything you said. You didn't really say anything wrong. It's just one one of the big things you have to think about. Matt Ryan is 35, going on 36, and you have to think the Falcons have always been a good team. They've never. This is one of their down years. They their their court their coaching staff was horrible going into the year, and it was just a bunch of choke leads. And so going into the draft, you saw a lot of mocks taking like Micah Parsons and uh, 
defensive picks. But you really – one thing that I've always kind of considered other than, uh, you know, if they take Pitts or if they trade Julio, maybe take Jamar Chase, um, which I don't think is – it's definitely – a po- I think it is a possibility they do that, is when will the Falcons – ever be in the top five again so I don't think it's anytime soon I don't think they're going to be a a bottom five bottom 10 team for a while so you really have to think in this situation Trey Lance or Fields is probably going to be available do you take the risk on one of them and saying listen Matt Ryan we got two years on you one with dead money. And so after that two years is done, they can clear up that cap. So I definitely see it as a possibility that they take a risk on, I probably in this certain would take this pick, not saying that they will and not saying that it's like the super smart thing, but let Trey Lance develop. Let him learn that accuracy part from Matt Ryan, who's lost his big arm and relies on accuracy. Let him learn that he's already got the strong arm. He's got the mobility. He's got a good pocket presence. Let him learn behind a, a year behind Matt Ryan. And then who knows what will happen after that because I don't see the Falcons having that chance to you know, take a stud quarterback that early again once Matt Ryan's retired. So I definitely would not be against them taking a quarterback. You know, I I think that's a good point. You know, I well, I, I guess my counter would be like if they don't, you know, if they if they like trade Julio and then um and then move on a on a quarterback in the top five, like I think they could potentially be bad enough next year. Um, but you you never know. Obviously, it's going to be it's not a guarantee and obviously not every year is this loaded of quarterback here. So that is a fair point. And Lance is someone who you know, needs that time to develop. I do think they would probably take Lance if any, if they go quarterback at all here, just because of the development factor. But uh, I mean, I definitely think that's a possibility. It's a very good point. I'm glad we have kind of a different, you know, different opinions here because I do think this is a very, um, I, I could easily see Atlanta being a, a top 10 pick in the next uh, three years for sure in that division, number one. Uh, number two, why not just take a chance on a second-round quarterback and get the generational tight end? Um, that's what I would do in this, in this situation. I do agree with having a quarterback be a backup to, like, to develop behind Matt Ryan. So why don't why don't you take Kellen Mond in the second round? Because I'm higher on him than I am to Kyle, Kyle Trask. My, really- my objection there would be, so I would say, I, I agree with you maybe, like, because the thing is, Matt Ryan's like 35, 36. Yeah. Like, I don't see a reason why he couldn't play at like an above average level until he's 40. I'm not, I wouldn't take a quarterback in the second round. I'm not, I, would I wouldn't take one. I wouldn't take one this year um, because uh, in, in the high second round, that's going to be a prime spot for them to, if they can't trade down, they've got to get a defensive player there. That's they've what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I agree wholeheartedly. I really you agree. either take the, I'd say, no matter what happens in the first round, a defensive player, whether it's a cornerback, whether it's a, whether it's a middle linebacker, like a Zayman Collins, if he's available or somebody like that. Um, then they have to go defense. But I'm saying do not – I personally would take Kyle Pitts. I would take Kyle Pitts, but 
shocked if you see Trey Lance being picked or Justin Fields being picked at the number four spot. Yeah, I don't think it's impossible. Uh, Arthur Blanc I just have to go with Pitts. I mean, Arthur Blank likes the quarterbacks in this year's draft. I wouldn't be surprised either. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. So I think we've uh, I think we've hit on on, that, on Atlanta. So now let's move on to number five. Um, this is definitely going to be a non-quarterback spot. Obviously, this is going to be Cincy looking to help out Joe Burrow. And the two things, it's kind of a similar debate to the. Niners, it's just as far as you know, offense beats to help Burrow instead of quarterback. We've got on one hand, you've got the um, protect Burrow at all costs option, which is taking Panay Sewell, potentially even starting him off at guard because you have Riley Reef and Jonah Williams on the roster, and then taking a receiver in the second round. The other option is you reunite Burrow, Joe Burrow, with Jamar Chase, his top target at LSU. And you can focus on your line in the second and third round. And I'm just going to say, I am all for protecting Joe Burrow. I think that's the most important thing they can do. But I think they got to take Jamar Chase here because he has that chemistry with Joe Burrow already. He's a special talent at receiver. Um, he's a true number one. And the thing about the the, the thing is the, the draft class is like you can get a receiver in the in the second round, but it's probably going to be like a slot. You got to take the the, the guy at the top if you want like a true number one whereas the line i feel like they need more of a more interior guys anyway they have riley reef and gentlemen exactly they gotta protect bro but i think they need more guard help so i yeah. think the move is you take chase here and then you go with offensive alignment in like both the second and third round um what do you guys think? um really it, it, i mean it's honestly down to those two but one player i would not uh, you know, say, listen, this is not going to happen is uh, Rashawn Slater. And I've watched a lot of film on him lately. And he, he is, he's listed as an offensive tackle in this draft. And there have been parts mainly because Sewell didn't play this past year that Slater could be the best draft that could be the best O-lineman in this draft. And uh, you see more than Sewell Slater has played guard in college. So I could definitely possibly see Slater go five, but you know, need to think is I I personally think they will go on O line. I think that Joe Burrow will, you know, I bet he'll he's put in his word in for his boy Jamar Chase. But you have to think it's like, in my opinion, if this Burrow injury did not happen and he did not tear his ACL, they'd be taking Jamar Chase with this pick. If but since he did get injured, they just waste. They just used a, their first pick, the first pick in a draft, to take a quarterback. They're gonna do anything they can for, to protect that quarterback, especially after coming uh coming off of a torn ACL and some other ligaments. And so I I personally think they're gonna go, um, O line. I think that receiving core would be one of the scariest receiving cores in the league. Having Jamar Chase and T. Higgins on the outside with Tyler Boyd in the slot, I'd be pretty scared of that as a Steelers fan. But I personally think that they're going to end up going with Penny Sewell or Rashawn Slater. That's interesting. Well, and, and those are very good points on Slater, especially because you are right that like if their needs are at guard, taking him would make a lot of sense just because he does have 
probably more positional flexibility than, than Sewell. So that honestly is something I had even thought about, but that makes that does make a lot of sense. Um, I, I will have to disagree though. I do think it's going to be Chase. I think they're going to pick Chase. And if you look at the Bengals history too, it's a franchise that has always prioritized wide receivers. Like I feel like even the years where they've been bad, they've always had like a couple of good receivers on the team. I mean, you, you look at when they took A.J. Green, that A.J. Green Andy Dalton draft. It's like even even quarterback, right? It's like they prioritize the receiver over the quarterback. So I, I really think they're going to end up uh, – I, I think they're going to end up taking Chase, uh, you know, especially yeah. with the Burrow connection. I think they're going to take him, but we'll see. You know, it's so, – so, Raleigh, you break the tie. What do you think is going to – what do you think they should do? You guys haven't talked about, and I think this would be very interesting. Why wouldn't you trade back? And get two because so the reason why they wouldn't trade back is because the Bengals franchise and, and kind of rip them here is they're not the most modern franchise. Like they are a franchise that is pretty lazy when it comes to like trade back scenarios. Like like they're kind of just like they stick and pick and take their player and they move up. Like a team like the Patriots, for example. Like we move all up and down and sideways and up and left and right, and we move everywhere on the draft board. But the Bengals usually don't do that. They kind of just stick and pick. So that that's kind of, and they basically even said like I would really love to see it down to the Broncos at five. I think at five, this is the perfect spot for the Broncos to move up by maybe not even having to give up another first round. Maybe they have to give up a second, like two seconds, something like that. And there's gonna be as we think both Matt, that we think that Mac Jones is going to get picked, there's going to either be Trey Lance or Justin Fields available there at five. And so you think it's like at nine, Sewell or Slater will be available in my opinion. And also say Jamar Chase, because I think if Jamar Chase is not picked at five, he's going to get picked at six of the Dolphins. There's a decent chance, whatever the Lions do that, their Waddle could still be available too. You'll either have at nine, uh, yeah, nine, you'll either have Sewell, Slater, or Waddle. And so I would definitely love to see a trade back in this scenario. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with you. Sure. I, just, I, think, I think those are a lot of good points. I just go off what the Bengals have said about right. this draft, about how they kind of just want to make it simple and stick and pick their player. Right. They just have to back it in the past. And I, I think the chances of them moving back because I, I, I had thought, you know, this could be a possible trade spot too, but then I just looked right. at everything, looked at their history and looked at the comments they've made. And I think the chances they trade back are under 5%. It's very slim. I, I, I don't I, mean, I don't want to see the Bengals trade back. Believe me. I, mean, no, I don't either. Yeah. I, I, just want them yeah. Do that. I know they can still get tremendous talent and we'll get, we'll help get a need with whatever pick they have in the top right. 10. So right. I hope they I, don't. Right. I hope they trade back, but I think it would be the smart decision if they did. Oh, I think it would too. And I was thinking the Broncos too, because you get the nine pick, and in the second round you can also get another guard, so you can get a tackle guard. And in this draft, a guard in the second round is going to be a starter. So I mean, that's what I would do. But I agree with Jake here for the reason why, and and I didn't think about it until today really, but they have an early second round pick too. You can get him with a receiver he's very comfortable with. He knows, like, the back of his hand. And then you can get him the protection that he needs in the second round. That's yeah. what I think they're going to do. 
I would I would do if I was gonna stay put is I'd either get Sewell or uh, Slater. That's what I would do. Probably get Slater. Uh, I think Slater's the better of the two, but um, I think the more real, realistically they take Chase, and then in the second round they get him protection. Yeah, I mean this. Oh, this it's not really the O line; it's the the offensive tackle position in this draft is very deep. Whereas the interior O line is honestly not that deep. You well, got... the thing is, there's a lot of players that have tackle guard, especially once you get into the second round. You've got your Alex Leatherwoods, you've got your Jalen Mayfields, you've got even in the first round, like Slater is like the first one that's going to go off the board. Like, like, there's a lot of players that are versatile. There's a lot of players that, you know, they might be able to, they might be tackles, they might be guards, you can kind of play them either way. So, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I would expect, I agree with you, Rod. I expect they're going to go that route. Um, That just seems like the way they've, they've operated and I still think they can because again you have they've already said they don't really want to move Jonah Williams off left tackle he was a first round a high first round pick a couple years ago and they did sign Riley Reef so I think you could get one of those guys in the early second and maybe you you play them at guard now and then you groom them to replace Reef um that 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 seems to to make sense to me so we're good we're good here um I think and so we're going to move on to number six now this is Miami and this is going to be an interesting one because um, I'll, I'll tell you, I think when they made this move back up, I think they did it expecting to get Kyle Pitts. And uh, and if he, if Pitts was off the board, well, I, well, I think they were make they made the move anticipating that someone was going to trade the four for a quarterback and that they were going to get Pitts. And that like worst case, they would get Chase. But like both those guys are off the board. So I think they're in a little bit of a tough spot here, to be honest. Um, I don't think if if they're if they're if if Pitts and Chase are off the clock here, it's easy. Sewell, it, it's easy. I think it's, so too. It's I, an I think easy. It could go with with Jalen Waddle here, um, because no, I don't. But I I think and, and I think there's an there's an interesting move that happened today when they traded um Eric Flowers to Washington, um, and and they're talking about moving uh. Hunt, who they drafted in the second round last year, they're talking about moving him inside the guard. So I think there, I see some smoke here about them realizing how this is going to go. Like, okay, we're probably not going to get either Pitts or Chase, so we're going to get Sewell here, um, and we're going to pop him on the right side, which is actually you know to a tag up by low blind side. So if I had to guess with Miami, what I think they're going to do is I think they're going to take Sewell here. And then I think they're – because the thing is they have that 18th pick, right, and they have two picks in the second round. So one trade that I worked out in my mock draft that I think makes a lot of sense is um, it's between the Vikings and the Dolphins. And, and the Dolphins get picks 14, 78, and 168, and the Vikings get picks 18 and 50. Because the thing is the Vikings have two third-round picks and no second-round pick, so they kick down four spots – get more in range for some of those pass rushers that uh, it's a better spot to pick them because, because that's a need that they have. And then Miami can, and then they can recoup their second round pick and Miami can jump back up and then they'll probably be able to get Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle there. And then they can kind of fill both of those things and then maybe address their pass rush in the top of the second. So, but, um, yeah, I guess it just depends who you think is going to be here. Like, I definitely think Kyle Pitts is a no-brainer here. This is his floor. 
if he's still available. But um, obviously Chase as well. So it's really good. Just going to depend on which of those three guys falls, I guess. But I, I have been taking Sewell right now. I mean, I, I really don't know if like personally. Sorry, Riley. Um, I just wanted to say something real quick. It's like yeah, no, you guys go ahead. Personally, if um, if say Chase is still available and Sewell's also available, which uh, it wouldn't happen, but I'm saying if this is the case, I think they still need to go Sewell. They they were able to pick up uh, Will Fuller this year, and yeah, he had his issues with the PEDs or whatever, but now you got an offense of Will Fuller and Devontae Smith, uh, Devontae Parker who's been put into the spot on the Dolphins as a number one guy, and he's not succeeded. He he has made some great plays, and but he's been targeted too much. He gets injured too much, and I am excited to see Devontae Parker in the number two spot. So I honestly think their, their biggest thing is they need to – their defense is already good. I think they'll draft a running back later in the draft, but – I think that they should go O line no matter what. If Pitts is there, then yeah, they, like they still got Gesicki, and Gesicki's a beast. But of course, Pitts is like a different type of talent than Gesicki. Well, you but, play them both together. Exactly. But I would take if say Chase is still available or whatever. I think they should go O line no matter what. Disagree because they have the 18th pick to go to the line. There's still going to be a tackle available there. If Chase is there, you take him. Um, for that reason, what you said about Parker, um, Chase would be your number one, then Parker, number two. If you have the 18th pick, you can wait until the 18th pick to get your tackle in this year's draft. Uh, that's what I would do. What about Will Fuller? Will Fuller sucks. I'm not a big what? Fuller fan. He either A, he's suspended because of the dumb shit he did. Or B, he's injury-prone as well. I do not like that two duo. I think they need to get a receiver for sure. And then also, if Tua still sucks, and say all three of those receivers are are healthy, then you know Tua's not going to be your franchise quarterback. Yeah, but so I think Will Fuller is not that good. Um, they're going to give Tua this year and then next year, and then if he still sucks – that 2023 draft is the other one where they have two number one picks. So I think they're thinking is, well, maybe they, uh, you know, in that draft, they package a couple of picks something and go get a guy. Um, but yeah, Riley, I, I agree with you that I would definitely, if I were Miami, my board would look like this. Kyle Pitts at number one, Jamar Chase at number two, probably, and then Sewell at number three. But I think they're going to end up with Sewell, and I think they know that now, and I think they're going to be reasonably happy with that. And then they're going to go try to trade up what do you guys think about that trade concept, though, about, you know, if they do get Sewell possibly moving up to try to get one of those band receivers? As a Patriots fan, that concept, like, scares the crap out of me. I'm not going to lie. Them I getting mean, both Sewell and one of those guys. Personally, I definitely think the team that to trade up with would definitely be the Vikings. As you can see, I see – I have in my mock draft, I have the Vikings. This is like a no-trade mock draft if there is no trades. I have them taking Elijah Barrett Tucker because they need an interior lineman. But not only do they need that, but they also need a D-line piece. And you see, not a lot of D-linemen are projected to go early this year. Um, and so I think they could still get whoever they want at 18. And so I definitely think it's a possibility. I do not think Waddle falls. Um, I mean, as we'll get into the next pick, I think 
that Waddle's going to go here at uh, seven to the Lions. But okay. I, I think that I think Devontae Smith could fall maybe to 14. I'm not very high on Devontae Smith. Um, yes, he had one of the greatest years ever as a college receiver, but I think that coming up against this competition that he's about to come up against, I think that due to the, his lack of size, he's not super fast. He is a great route runner and can cause separation, which will put him in a like a different type of category of good receiver. Uh, I think it, at at that rate, I don't think that the Dolphins should even trade up, as I think they have it at eighteen. I think they have a need for a D lineman, uh, in a maybe a Jalen Phillips, or some like or a Jason Owa away, or maybe take a risk on Gregory Rousseau, or they stick at their spot, let everything go down, don't take any stress with the trades. And maybe select like a Rashad Bateman. Yeah, I could see I could see those things happening um, for sure. Now I, you know, we'll, we'll get to are, are we good on on Miami? Um, should we move on to the next thing then? Miami. Yeah. Because the next thing I kind of want to get into, I guess it's it's like all kind of tied together, which is um, Detroit, Carolina, and then quarterback trade ups. I, I think this is going to be a hot spot for trade-ups i'm not sure you know one of these teams might end up picking here it's possible that neither one of them ends up picking here um i think this is going to be a major trade. i think it's kind of hard to to determine what these teams are going to do so i guess um we'll talk about like what they'll do maybe if they stick at at the spot and then what if they trade and then possible trades and then i'll get into my kind of patriots intel as well um all right raleigh you go first here and so if we are drafting this out, we're saying, well, Jake and I are saying Slater's still on the board. Um, cause I think, yeah. I think the Lions are going to go with Slater here. And, and I, w- I, would I, I, I would go Slater. I would go Slater. The thing is, Slater there, 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 there likes kneecap fighters and stuff, and that doesn't right. scream wide receiver to me. <laughs> right. I, I think they'll take that in the second round, and they'll get a big physical guy in the first round. I think they want to yeah. – this is kind of like the beginning of a rebuilding job. Right, and I, I, I agree. I, I think tackle is more important than a wide receiver in the grand it's scheme like, of things. I, I'm going to have to disagree with this. Uh, it, it seems like you guys have kind of been agreeing. I've been on a kind of different track on this. I mean that's but, fine. We like it. Yeah, that's no, a different opinion. My personal opinion is we both know that the two, two of the three like stacked class class the stacked positions in this draft are O line and receiver. We know that. And my personal opinion is this: you, I've seen so many reports on saying, "Listen, Jared Goff's our guy. Jared Goff this, Jared Goff that," but. Who is he going to throw to? His number one receiver right now is Brashad Perryman. Yeah, it's not great. (laughs) Huh? It's not great. No. So I have them going Waddle, as I see Waddle with a ceiling of being a Tyreek Hill type player, which is needed for uh, Goff to succeed. And I think that overall, the impact of getting a receiver at one and an O-lineman in the second round is going to be greater 
than getting a O lineman in this first round and a receiver in the second round. So wait, I have a question, uh, Logan. Sorry, I, I totally understand your points and, and what you're saying, but so in, in the but in your projection, you have Sewell and Slater both off the board and Chase still on the board, right? So would you go with oh. Chase here over Waddle, or would you actually prefer Waddle? Let me let me think where I am. I'm, I'm at. So I got Trevor one, Zach two. Who, who's three? Who's who's drafting three again? Mac three. Mac three. Four, Sewell five, um, who's six? Didn't you have Slater? Didn't you have Slater five? A Slater five. Or did you have Sewell five? I Slater five and Sewell six. So yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know why I was thinking. I think this is uh, if this happens, if what I think will happen is this is well, the four chase. We're thinking about what I think will happen or what I want to happen. If we're seeing what I think will happen, then I think that Slater will still be available and that Sewell will go uh, – That I still think Sewell will go five. And what I think is going to happen is Jamar Chase is going to go to the Dolphins. But that's what I think will happen. That's not what I think is right. But what I – and then at this point at seven, there will be Waddle and there will be Slater still available. And I would think – I would take Slater – I would take Waddle. Okay, pick. yeah, that all that, that all makes sense. I just wanted to clear that up. So yeah, yeah. I mean that, that's definitely a good point. And and that's certainly look, that's certainly the biggest need on their roster. Um they definitely need, you know, maybe even multiple um guys to throw to, um, you know, young guys. I, that, I, I even I would think back by them. There's a possibility that like a guy like Nikhil Harry could get thrown into the trade, right? And is Nikhil Harry very good? No. But he was a recent first round pick, and, and he's someone that, like, for a mid round value, like a fourth, you could value him at like a fourth round pick or something as part of a trade and, you know, kind of just throw him into the mix there to compete because they honestly might need multiple guys. So it could definitely be a position they even hit on multiple times in this draft. Well, that, that's why I would trade back if I was them. But yeah, assuming, I would too. Assume, okay, so here's another thing that I know Jake and I are going to agree on here. I don't know about you, Logan, but. Jared Goff isn't going to succeed if he couldn't succeed with Sean McVay and the Rams. So I would draft, if I was them, I would think hard about ju- drafting Justin Fields since he's going to be the last of the top five available, or Trey Lance if he's there. That That's just me. Oh, you can't say Goff didn't succeed. You can say that Goff didn't do as well. Goff did get him to a Super Bowl. Goff did get them back to the playoffs, even though they had like the fantastic defense they did have. I wouldn't say I think Goff is one of the most overrated quarterbacks. This he's like he's legit being paid right now as like a top five quarterback or whatever. But I wouldn't say he failed. I think that there there's definitely a possible chance that they could take a field here. Um, but I've seen so many reports on saying that the Lions believe that like Goff's their guy. So I, I just don't see that happening. And so I, I, they, and as they're talking about golf being their guy, it's like they got to get their guy, a guy to throw to. So I think that the, I just think no matter what's happening here, if maybe Jamar Chase, if he falls and those two O-linemen go ahead of him, then they'll take Chase. Cause I think Chase is the number one guy in this draft. Um, and I think then I think Waddle's pretty much a lock to go to the Lions. Yeah, you know I that, I see that. All that. Um, so I want to address the point here. I agree that like again, if Justin Fields is this far, I've already said what I think about Justin Fields. Like I definitely think, um, 
Hell, I mean, even if I were like Miami, I would consider taking Justin Fields and then trading Tua, right? Like, I think Justin Fields is being undervalued in, in this scenario. But, like, at the end of the day, I think what their thing is is they think that Jared Goff is a competent player that can ride them through the next few years, and they're going to give him a chance, a fair, you know, try to give him a fair shake. And then I think their thinking is they're going to try to load up on the rest of the roster first. And then in a couple of years, if they don't think golf is the guy, they'll make a move for a quarterback because they've got those picks from the Rams coming in and they're probably going to be pretty bad. Like some of these teams like Atlanta, we were talking about them. Well, they're, when are they going to be that bad again? Well, like I think Detroit's probably more likely to have a higher pick next year than. Oh, I mean, we know the Lions. What do you expect? They're going to, they're, when are the Lions ever good? Yeah, I mean, they're not going to be a good team. So, like, I think they're going to have chances in future years to to get quarterbacks. Um, so, I, I'd get them passing here. And I certainly would look to trade down. And then that brings us to another thing. Um, so, I guess we'll, I'm going to give my, my Patriot intel here. And then we can kind of get into what the Panthers do if they keep the pick, which I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're keeping this pick. I think – I think what's going to happen is I think both both Fields and Lance are still going to be on the board and the Panthers are going to swing a deal with the Patriots for um, maybe something like 15, 46 and second next year. I don't know, you know, you could tweak the value a little bit either way, but um, you know, I think something like that um, could happen. I definitely think, here's what I've heard on the Patriots. And and I think the Patriots would come up for fields here. So basically what I've heard is that the Patriots are having, you know, significant discussions with the Panthers about this pick because um, I think they know, they know that this could be a pivot point because like, you know, you get up here, right. And then Denver probably takes the fifth guy and then the quarterbacks are gone. So I think, I think they're going to make a move up here to get Justin Fields. Apparently they like Justin Fields. He's the player they would move up for. And they've been having these discussions. And it seems to me that if Fields is still on the board at number eight, then they're going to make that move. Um, I've also heard this. I've heard that if they can't make this move up the board, if Fields is gone for some reason, someone gets to, you know, a little higher, the Falcons take him at four, whatever. Um, I think there, there have been discussions with the Niners, I think, on Garoppolo as well, um, where I think what I've heard is you could see the Patriots um, possibly dealing like like a conditional second second rounder next year to the 49ers for Garoppolo and maybe, you know, as part of, you know, getting them such a decent draft pick back for him, maybe the, the, the Niners offer to eat some of the salary because they've already budgeted having him anyway at like $27 million. So maybe you work at it because the Patriots have spent the money and don't have that. But the thing is, it's like, Jay, it's like, what? The reason I don't see them trading for Garoppolo, it's like, what? How much better would Garoppolo be than Cam Newton, if any better? Oh, oh, significantly better. Oh, significantly better. Cam Newton's washed up. He can't throw his shit. If the Patriots get Garoppolo, they're a stealth Super Bowl contender next year. I'm just going to say it. I don't know if y'all are like super high on Garoppolo, but I'm not. And I'm, I've always been a big Cam Newton fan. I don't like it's not because I'm, I'm a Garoppolo fan. I'm a, I'm a big fan of his game. The only reason why I favor um the Justin Fields option, and I think the team does too, from what I've heard, is oh I would definitely do that. I would definitely take that Justin Fields, but I don't think there's a point in trading for Garoppolo. 
I think that it's a durability thing and it's a, um, and it's just, I love Fields' potential, but I I love Garoppolo because Garoppolo, I think the only negative with him is the injury history. He's been successful in our offense before and he's taken a Super Bowl. I think with the supporting cast we have, it would be really dangerous. I'm a, I'll be a fan of the game. And the thing is with Cam, like, Cam is a decent bridge guy for a guy like Fields. I think he's good enough where we wouldn't have to throw Fields out on the field, you know, right away. But I don't think he's the long-term answer at all. I don't think his passing is that great anymore. Um, and I know frankly, he was held back by the supporting cast last year and his his COVID and all that. But um, I, I know you guys I, are not gonna agree with this, and this might sound probably like the craziest thing ever. But Cam Newton, once they got these these uh, new targets, is like we've seen. Like you know who Cam Newton's biggest target was. Greg Olson, Greg Olson, he became a superstar because of Cam Newton. Uh, they who was the Patriots tight end? Ryan Izzo. They had nobody. They, oh, I mean, our receivers were the worst in football last and year. And now they also have two solid. So, so guys. he will look better this year. I just don't think he's going to be good enough to win at the level. Well, this is where you guys are going to disagree with what I'm saying. Cam Newton is my ultimate. Sleeper to win MVP. Um, uh, uh, wow, he is my wow. That's sleeper. definitely not going to happen. But I mean, I mean that's why it's called down. But I, I'm down if he's still, on, you know, on the team and and it's kind of rock, holding the seat warm for Fields and stuff. I'm down for him to do that. Like, hey, have your great year, then go walk it and get paid. Um, by like the Washington Football Team or something. You know, reunite with Ron, Ron Rivera. We'll get a comp pick. It worked, we'll have a great year works for everyone. I'm down for that. But I do not expect that to happen. I think he's going to be more of like a maybe a decent caretaker kind of quarterback, and, and then we'll turn it over to the real guy. Well, um, see, that's why I say it's a he's my ultimate sleeper. That's why I say that because I think that now that Canton has these targets around him, and we've seen what he's able to do. I, he won the MVP. They, went, they were a Panthers team. Of course, at this point, you know, they had Keekley, they had Thomas Davis, they had the stacked team with 15-1. and one. It's like now he, he's got the best head coach in NFL history. He's got two top top 10, maybe top 12 tight ends, two of them this year. Oh, definitely top 10, maybe higher, maybe top seven. Um, so I see Cam Newton succeeding next year, and whether that is succeeding. Whether that is a thing or just you know, being your top fifteen type quarterback, well, maybe top twenty. See, but I, the issue you that with with your with that like prediction is he's never been an accurate quarterback at all. And that's the thing. That's what's holding me back. And obviously, yeah. with his injuries and stuff, like he can still run the ball, but it's like, you know, how much do you want to trust that? Yeah. With the, for the Patriots and th- this, I know you said not to. I agree with Garoppolo being injury prone, but imagine if, say, a, a Saints team decided, "Hey, we want to trade up to try to get a quarterback or something like that with the Patriots," and they offer a second round pick with their first round pick. Jake, would you be okay with doing that if that got you Julio Jones and Garoppolo? Um. So I don't know how that would work on our cap. That's the problem. Right. I think get Julio Jones if the Saints trading. Because Julio Jones is only going to be worth a second Julio round of pick. 
and Garoppolo. I don't think that's right. happening. I think it'll be well, one, of, one, two one or either one. Picks, and I, yeah, I'll tell you this, the way I look at the draft, you know, uh, so I guess I'll talk about how I feel like, you know, I, I do really think this is going to fall on one of two tracks. Either, either we do this trade up for fields or we, or we can't trade up and then we end up pivoting to Garoppolo. Basically my number one target for 15 and I don't want to move down really from 15, especially all the way to 28. One, I don't think any of the quarterbacks would still be there at 15. Um, so I don't really think that's going to happen. And two, I don't really want to get out of like the top 17 or so, because I really think there's a bit of a drop off in talent at that point. Um, so I, I really would prefer to kind of stay and JC Horn is my number one target. And then what I would look to do is I would pick Horn if he's still available. And then I would trade JC Jackson away because he, we probably won't be able to sign both him and Gilmore. And then I would, um, I would try to use Jackson to maybe recoup the second rounder next Jay, year. you mean the most overrated cornerback in the NFL? What, JC Jackson? That's who you mean by JC Jackson, right? I mean, he's, He's he's not overrated. I mean, he's a very good player. He, what what, what, what JC Jackson is is he's I, a very 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 good number two corner. He's not like a shutdown guy number one, and I don't think Belichick's gonna want to pay him that. So I've um, seen some think, people rank JC Jackson as a top five cornerback, and 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 it just makes me laugh. I, I don't agree with that, but I do think he's a very good player who would really help a lot of teams. Um, you know, he's got good ball skills and stuff like that. I just think he's better playing off of Gilmore versus as a Steelers so, fan. I would. I want to get a guy like Horn, and then oh, maybe Ollie. take a receiver in the second, and oh, then Ollie. use the I second would, round of next year to get Garoppolo. Yeah. That would be my plan if I'm the Patriots. What do you guys think? If I'm the Steelers here, I if JC Jackson's up to trade, I'd love to get JC Jackson. Like exactly, you give up your second round pick next year. What is JC Jackson now? Twenty five. He's twenty five. Um, he makes a little over three million dollars this year, and then next year he's a free agent. I, I do it for a second round pick. Is that what you said? Isn't he a free agent next year? He's a free agent next year. So yeah, we could always sign him though. We could always sign him. That's that. I would. I would do it. I would take a second round pick on him. But then, when, when and the thing he... is, if you let him go, you'd probably get a compensatory third or fourth. So that would help. Help too. Who are the since when are the Patriots and Steelers going to trade? Nah, Steelers and Patriots. Still, but I'm just saying I would. Oh, I would definitely take them. Oh, 100%. But I think there's a lot of potential suitors there. I mean, you look at the Bears, the Cardinals, the Titans. Like, I think all, all those teams. Cardinals are a big one. Potentially, I, I, I actually think really the ideal trade partner for us to move up would be Dallas and not Carolina. Because Dallas would probably be interested in JC in a guy like JC Jackson, oh, so we could actually I mean, just use him as part of the trade. The thing is, I, I don't. I think we got to move up to eight if we want Fields, and I'll get to that in a second. But um, I think I we got to move up to eight. So I, I expect that to happen. But um, any other thoughts, guys? It's almost kind of a lock. Like uh, the Cowboys are going to take Patrick Sertan. Like you know, their number one need is corner right now. It's like Patrick Sertan is like pretty much solidified himself as the number one corner. I mean, there's been a lot of, like, talk with, like, J.C. Horn and uh, uh, I forgot the other dude's name. There's, like, Greg Newsome. There's another dude's, and I'm forgetting his name at the moment. Um, uh, Caleb Farley. 
No, no, I'm not even talking about Caleb Farley because, you know, there's been so much there's so much skepticism on him right now with his injury. It's like he was supposed to be pick and like be by far the number two corner, even challenge Sertan. But now with that injury, there's like there's possibility that he falls out of the first round. Yeah. So I think um yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I agree with that take. I, I do think for Carolina, though, if they were to stick here, again, I think they're going to trade out with the Patriots. But they don't. They here, I think Sertan is a candidate to actually go to the Panthers at eight, um, especially if both the tackles are off the board. Um, yeah. I think that's definitely a possibility. With, uh, my, with my draft board right now, I have uh, the Panthers. If they don't trade, I have them taking Slater. Yeah, I think I think Slater is probably who I like. I like that. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Um, so number nine um is is the Denver Broncos, and I think we all agree that um Denver. It sounds like we all agree Denver's probably going to be looking for quarterback. I am going to give a bit of a counterpoint though. Like, I I think people are burying Drew Locke a little bit fast because he did look pretty good a couple of years ago. And then last year, he obviously had a terrible year with COVID. I think there's a lot of logic to Denver instead of drafting a quarterback this high. Obviously, it depends who's there. If field slips to them, I think you might take him. But if it's like Lance or Mac Jones, like, you Don't know. Cortland Sutton will be back next year, too. Yeah, I mean, the thing is that that is a team with a ready-made roster to win. I would really want... Um, I think I would really, the guy I would really try to get for them is Teddy Bridgewater. You know, he's an established veteran. You know what you're going to get from him. I would try to pair Bridgewater with Locke. You have the floor of Bridgewater, the ceiling of Locke, and then try to let those guys compete. And then maybe take a guy like Micah Parsons here. Yeah. That would really interest me. Now, what Say I expect them to do is I expect them to take the fifth quarterback. I expect them to take Trey Lance. And then what I think they're going to do is I think they're going to, they're going to take Lance here. I think they're going to then, then ship out Drew Locke for, you know, draft picks and then ship out like a late rounder for Bridgewater. And then their quarterback room will be Bridgewater with Trey Lance and then Drew Locke will end up on another team. So I have think? Uh, Michael Parsons with this pick. That's if they don't trade up, which I, I don't know. I feel like give Drew Locke a little more time. I think this is going to be his year. I think that the Broncos this year are really, a, you know, they'll either be amazing or they'll be trash. Because, you know, they got the receiving court. They got um, they got Cortland Sutton, who's going to come back healthy. Jerry Judy, one of the most underrated receivers in the NFL. And then also Tim Patrick, who could make the case for the most underrated receiver in the NFL. As he, J.J. Hamler, too. Yeah, a speed guy and Noah Fant. So I think with everybody healthy, I think Locke will be able to succeed. And their defense is their biggest issue right now. Their corner and their linebacker position. So I think they go here with a guy who can lead their defense and, you know, be that, be that just that leader role. And I think that's going to be Micah Parsons. Yeah, I definitely think it would be Parsons over a corner just because I, I, right. I all these guys are free agents after the year, I think. But they, they do have Ronald Barbie and Kyle Fuller that they brought in a corner. Especially Fuller is still like a pretty good player. Whereas like inside linebacker, it's like, I was looking at the depth chart, like Josie Jewell, Alexander Johnson, like those don't scream like elite players to me. And obviously Von Miller is getting a little old. He's, Von Miller plays a different linebacker role as a pass rusher, but, you know, he's getting a little bit older now. And so getting a guy like Parsons, that could be your long That's why you get Parsons, though, because he can 
pass rush number one and two he can cover. So it, it, he's the perfect uh, middle linebacker for today's NFL, honestly. So, Very true. Is that what you would do here, Raleigh? Right. Or I, I would do. do I would do parts. So he, this is the caveat here. I am not high on Drew Lock at all. He's a bonehead. Number one, he may, he he just screams like he's an idiot. I don't trust him to be a franchise quarterback. So if a Justin Fields or Trey Lance is here, I take them. This is actually where, well, I I had Washington trading with Panthers, but it, it, okay. So you think Washington? Okay, so let let's let's backtracking. Well, okay, so let's finish up Denver and then let's right. get to your Washington. Well, no, what what I was gonna say is if, if there's still a quarterback on the board at this point. I think Denver trades back with Washington, and Washington takes whatever quarterback is available at that point. Okay. Right. Nah, 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 nah. So I, I don't agree with that, and, and here's why. I actually had Washington projected to do something similar early in the process, but I, I've heard a couple of things that would kind of lean against that. Um, one thing is, um, again, the thing about, about the, the way the board kind of stocks up, where I think you really have like 17 picks or so that are like really, really good talent, and then it really drops off, and Washington is sitting at number 19. So I think even the difference between 15 and 19 is going to be um, a bit problematic for a team trading down. And then you also have, um, and then you also have Ron Rivera kind of controlling the personnel operation there. From what I've heard, the um, the mo of, of Washington's you know personnel department is like let's build up everything else and then worry about quarterback later. So it sounds like they're they, they might take a guy later, but they, and, and this could be like if they trade Drew Locke, this could be a Drew Locke team. Potentially. No, 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 no. The Washington already has their goat. They have Hind a goat on their team. They don't need a quarterback. We all not only <laughs> goat, I mean that's a fair point. They also have Ryan Fitzpatrick who is you know no, Ryan Fitzpatrick. So they have two of the best quarterbacks in the league on their team. They do not need a quarterback. Yeah, I I, I expect them to stick at nineteen based on everything I've heard and address either linebacker or uh that. In agreement though, if Denver doesn't go quarterback or anything like that, they should be yeah. Parsons. Okay. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement on that, 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 that it is either whatever quarterback is left or Parsons. Um, I, I agree with that. All right, so I think we're all kind of on the same boat here, and I think we're all – I think all of us have – do Do all of y'all have Patrick Sertan going 10? Yes. Yes, so that's what I figured. I feel like right now – want everybody to go on to if they're on their computer right now or whatever and go on to a mock draft and do your 10 through 20 and i think we should list it okay um yeah i'll uh you know i'll I'll come up with uh i'll come up with mine real quick i'm gonna go ahead and and do that so i guess just to keep the conversation going um Number 11, um, I actually have the Giants because this seems like a very Giants move um, because uh, Dave Gettleman, their general manager, loves offensive linemen. And I have them taking Elijah Vera Tucker, and this might be a little bit high, but the thing is their needs are offensive line and pass rush. And the thing is, I think both those would probably be addressed a little bit further down the board. Um at this point, but at the end of the day, the Giants, you know, Gettleman is kind of an idiot, and 
I think they're going to just kind of reach a little bit on Barrett Tucker. So, with wait, 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 wait. As I'm filling in this mock draft, I'm realizing that at eight, Trey Lance and Fields are both available. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's how it's going to be. In, that's how it is in my mock as well. I have the Patriots trading up for Justin Fields at number eight, and I have the Broncos sticking and picking uh, Trey Lance at number nine. Yeah. Where are the Patriots? I'm going to make this trade. They trade eight for 14, 46, and a second round. Yeah, that's a trade I'm going to have as well. All right. So then we're going to have the Patriots taking Justin Fields, the Broncos. I feel like in this part, then if Trey Lance is available for the Broncos, then they're going to go Trey Lance. I mean, yeah, that, that that's kind of what we are all, all saying. I agree. Denver will go quarterback, and if they don't go quarterback, it'll be Michael Parsons. So I'm going to have Trey Lance going to the Broncos. By the way, what are, what are the odds? I just want to ask, like, what are the odds do you, you know, uh, what do you guys think the odds are of a quarterback just free falling? Like, I'm talking, like, possibly no. falling 215 to New England. Chris Sims, Chris Sims says that you guys are moving up with uh, to where the Eagles are going to get Waddle and Justin Fields. Yeah, I saw that mock draft. That mock day. draft was, I was just, like, I, lo- I lost, like, half of 32? my brain. I've seen, I've seen mock drafts. I've seen mock drafts that have, Justin Fields falling to the Steelers. Yeah, so, I, mean, I mean, so Raleigh, I want to ask you, like, you're an Ohio State fan and a Steelers fan. Like, I know you got to want Justin Fields on the Steelers. At what point would you just throw all immediate needs out the window and say, just screw it, we're moving up for Justin Fields? At what point would you do that? I, I would love to see that, but as a, as a Steelers fan, we need <laughs> – I would love us to get a tackle, man. I, we need a tackle so bad. I know we're probably going to get Najee Harris or one of those running backs. I, I'm going to be pissed when I see that. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think you're going to get um, – I think Najee Harris to Pittsburgh is a good possibility. And I think it would be a terrible pick. I think, I think you guys should move down if at all, all possible because you have a lot of needs. I would literally try to move down to, and get like an early second rounder and then just really try to load up. You know, I think you need both a tackle and a center. So you should you should really focus on your O line because that's going to really help your both your run game and your pass. Game. I was like uh, that Oklahoma State tackle. I think it's like Tevin Smith or something. And uh, Tevin Jenkins, Humphrey, Humphrey as uh, as my center. I yeah, that, that would make a lot of sense. And then you know maybe like if you can do your defense, do your defense. If not, if not, but def- definitely get like a running back in the in the second or third, not the first. And then try to get Kyle Trask if you can, but like don't. Don't like stress over it either. Care about quarterback this year, honestly. Um, I, I mean, I, I, if if Kellen Mond is still in the third round, I, I would get him. Um, I'm high on him more than I am Trask, but uh, apparently we're high on Trask, and if we go through the first two rounds without a tackle, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah. I, I think you guys, to be honest, um, are going to be kind of like where we were, where, like, we basically kind of had to reset for a year with, like, no with, with, with no good quarterback play. And and I know it wasn't all Kenny's fault, but, like, we were kind of, we were kind of, like, hamstrung last year. Like, we had a lot of dead money on our cap. We had a really threadbare offensive supporting pass. Like, 
And then we kind of had to get to the point where this season we could spend a lot of free agency money. You know, we've got some options going into the draft, the quarterback. Like, I feel like you guys are going to have to do something similar where there's going to be a lean year or two, and then you're going to get your next guy after that. I'm just – all I can say is this. I, I have a feeling we're getting running back in the in the first round. Um, that would be a catastrophic failure if it's Najee Harris because he already has the mileage. I think Logan and I already talked about that. Even have Najee is like my – he's like my number three running back I want in this Same draft. here. Same here. I'd rather have Etni or uh, Williams over him. I, yeah. I just I, – I, I'm, I'm just uh, – I, I, we need a tackle, especially since Villanueva is going to go to the Ravens more likely than not. Um, we need yeah, a tackle. Now, options on the free agent market. Like you, you could you could go talk to Eric Fisher. I know he had the injury last year, but like he'd be ready by the end of the season probably. You could have Russell Okun. Um, you know, so there's options on the market. Yeah, yeah, but I, I want I would rather draft. I, I'm always one of those people that if there's a really good prospect, which there will be this late in this draft. I'd rather have the prospect than a free agent at this point because of the rookie deal, especially since next year. Well, we already picked up the fifth year option for Minka. TJ Watts going to need a, a new a new contract. Same with Minka. I would rather give them the contract than uh, Russell Okun or someone like that. I'd rather have a rookie contract on the books. Yeah, I agree with you, and I think you know the thing is it's a pick that really helps you both this year and long term because this year you need the linemen to protect Ben and allow you to run the ball. Cause that's more important than any running back, you know, to have linemen that can block and open those holes. That's way more important than a running back. I think that uh, our running backs, I, I think the, the half the issue of the run game was, is that our offensive linemen was too old to actually oh. get a push on the rush. Like we were good, like a passing offensive line, but that was yeah. mostly because Ben Roethlisberger threw it so fucking fast. Yeah. So I, can, I never was hey, a fan of our offensive line to begin we with. We didn't even have a good passing O line because Ben was averaging the quickest release time out of any quarterback. I mean, of course that has to do some with, you know, the worst offensive coordinator of all time and Randy Feekner. But you also have to think like, no, our offensive linemen are horrible. And we're going into this year with two solidified positions. That's it. DeCastro and Kevin Donson. Those are the only two positions we know are staying the same at left guard and right guard. You have Zach Banner, who's going to be in there at either right tackle or left tackle. You have Chucks, who's in there, and they seem very high on Chucks for next year. That's what I'm getting worried about is they're very high on having Banner at left tackle and Chucks at right tackle. And, you know, center, it's either going to be J.C. Hassan Sauer or um, B.J. Finney. And so, realistically, I want an O-lineman, but I have them taking a running back just because that's what I think they'll do. Yep, yep, I freaking agree, and I'm going to be pissed as shit. Unless they've been the se- – so, I saw a mock draft today that I really liked. Um, I saw us getting in the second round, Humphreys in the first round, uh, that uh, Tevon Smith or whatever, Jenkins guy from uh, Oklahoma State. I would do. He's, a he's good. He's a rock solid, right? Especially if you you right. have an in-house option that you think you could throw out a left tackle that would be like this banner guy can right the left be awful. Jenkins is like an ideal right tackle. Well, I, I would do backflips if we got a tackle in the center in the first two rounds. 
I, I would love that. That's ideal, and I think that the thing is, is that will help. The other point I wanted to make is not only will that be critical for Ben this year, it's going to be critical for whatever young quarterback you bring in eventually to have you know, protection. Oh, yeah. So I agree with you guys, but again, I think we're all in agreement here. Like we want, we think the Steelers should take over, but we expect them to go wrong. All right, y'all. I mock draft now. I'd love to go through my ten through twenty picks with you guys. Okay, so it, I, I'm I'm work. I'm just hitting the ten through twenty now. I'm, but I can give eleven. I have you guys go on the Giants then, because I, I already said I had them taking Elijah. I I haven't taken Slater because I have Slater fallen. All right, well that that makes Slater's sense. Slater's around. Definitely Slater's Slater around. I'd give Slater yeah. too. Yeah, I, Slater going eleventh as you know. They they got they need a tackle they need a tackle upside of Andrew or Thomas who who knows how good he'll even be, and so especially having the Justin Fields trade at number eight, they need O O line is needed here. This is this is going to be an O line pick, and it, the only you know right answer to to me is uh, Rashawn Slater. Yeah, if he's there, I they run to the podium. But he, in my in my scenario, he's not. So I've been taking care of Tucker. What about you, Raleigh? Uh, I'd probably take Tucker then if he's not in our in our. I think Jake and I had Slater going earlier, so I'd take Tucker. Yeah, that's valid. All right, so I got I got at twelve. I got Devontae Smith going to the Eagles. Okay, I have uh. Well, so. It, it, yeah, so, so this, is a, this is the scenario where um, you, this is why our mocks are a little different because you had um, Jalen Waddle going earlier, but yeah. now I have Jalen Waddle going number 12 to the Eagles. Um, I've heard they, the Eagles love Jalen Waddle, and I definitely expect him to be the pick if he's still on the board. If Waddle's still available, they take Waddle because they've had so much success with those fast receivers like Deshaun Jackson. Um, but if Micah Parsons is still on the board, this is where he could go. I could definitely see see them taking Micah Parsons. But if I were them, I would go receiver, either Waddle or Smith. I'd probably do Waddle because I don't trust Devontae Smith's size. And I'd rather have the speed. Because Devontae Smith, if he was really fast, I'd be like, okay. But he's not even that fast, so I would take Waddle. Yeah, I mean, of course, I have Waddle already going. So, yeah, I mean that that, that, that makes a lot of sense given how everybody still has has it on the board, and like Devonte Smith is also a very good player. So, um, yeah, that, that definitely makes a lot of sense. So at thirteen, I think we're all probably going to be in agreement on this one. I have Christian Darrisaw going. I have Christian Darrisaw as well. Raleigh. Okay, yeah, I mean, that's pretty simple, right? Like, like you have Justin Herbert, you don't have a left tackle. You, you've got to draft in that spot. Um, I, I definitely think there's obvious. Number 14, um, I, I, this is where I, I kind of told you guys about my trade earlier but between the Vikings and the Dolphins. Um, because I don't have the Dolphins getting, you know, Jalen Waddle, I had them taking up in a Sewell. I, I, have the, uh, I have the Dolphins trading back up here to get Devontae Smith. Well, of course, y'all have O-linemen gone right now, but I still have Elijah Vera Tucker available, so I am going with Elijah Vera Tucker at my 14th spot. 
See, this is why I think they take that uh, defensive lineman from uh, Miami. What's his face? Jalen Phillips. Yeah, this is where it, Vikings are going to definitely go defense, I believe, if they stay because um, of Mike yeah. Zimmer. And their, their defense was – their offense was good last year. It's their defense that was horrible. So, I think they go edge. But if they trade with Miami, Jake, in your situation, I would not be surprised if uh, they take Smith. Um, so – the Vikings, no, no, Vikings. no, the Dolphins, the Dolphins. Oh, the Dolphins, yeah. Right, so yeah. I think the Vikings, like, like I think they want to address that pass rush, but they. So my logic with the trade is obviously the Dolphins do it because that's their path to getting um. That's their path to getting Devontae Smith. The Cardinals are going to take Devontae Smith at sixteen. That's the floor. The Panthers might even take him. Mm-hmm. You've got to move up if you're the Dolphins to get him. And this is how you kind of have your cake and eat it too. You take the best prospect at the Sewell earlier, but you also get one of the receivers still later. And, um, you know, the Dolphins have the capital to, to, to make that move with that extra second rounder in the 50. Um, Minnesota does it because they get their second rounder then. And then they also have an avenue then to getting one of those second round offensive linemen because they need a left tackle. They did lose Riley Reef and didn't really replace him. So, like, I know their offense is good, but they do really need, you know, an offensive line piece. But I think they, they they look at it and say, we can back down to 15, get the number one pass rusher probably on our board, and then go get back to that line in the second round. Yeah. I mean, I can't deny it, but I, I – Yeah. This is where I have no trade. I, the Dolphins will trade up. And so, um, yeah, I'm going to – I have Elijah Veritak going 14. Yeah, I'm, I mean, and look, I think if Vera Tucker or Darisaw or someone like that is still available, um, in my mock, they're both gone. But I do think if they're both available, like in your scenario, I think Minnesota would probably be more likely to just stick and pick one of those off the line. Yeah. So um, number 15, I have, of course, this is the thing, right? I have the Panthers picking um, because they traded down with the Patriots. And I yeah. have the Panthers getting J.C. Horn. But That's- honestly... Um, honestly, if I didn't even have this trade, I think my mock might be the same because I've heard the Panthers, if they stick at number eight, and this is why you have to get to number eight, I think to get field. I've heard the Panthers really are interested in fields. They don't really want Mac Jones or Trey Lance, but I've heard they're really interested in fields still, and they could consider taking him and then flipping Sam Darnold again off to a different team. That's why they haven't picked up his fifth-year option yet. So I, I would take Sam Darnold. Please let us take Sam Darnold. I thought the Steelers <laughs> should have trade for him. I think no quarterback in the world would have been able to do good with the Jets. Let us take Sam Darnold, please. Please. I mean, I'd be down for him, too, if we can't do something else. Right. I, I, I would trade a second-round pick for him. I really would. Or a third round, whatever it is it would take. And as long as we can get a tackle in the first round. I would be happy with Sam Darnold for a sec- for our second round pick this year. I, I I do that as well, but um, yeah. So I think the and, and then I think again. So I still have Field going eight, and then honestly, I would still have Horn going eight, fifteen to the Patriots in this scenario because I already kind of went over like what my plan would be. I, I agree um, with that. I I, I told you that I thought you guys should get a corner because uh, I thought you'd lose. I thought you'd have lost Gilmore by now. Uh, but well, what I've heard on Gilmore is that they're going to try to they've been talking and they're going to be able to reach probably a short term extension. Um, so he's going to stick around in like two, three more years and then kind of mentor 
get the mentor horn in this scenario and then he'll get a and then, you know, eventually Horn will be the, our cornerstone uh, number one cornerback. But for now, he replaces J.C. Jackson because I think we would trade Jackson for the second rounder to replace the one we give up for Garoppolo. Yeah, I, I like that. I like uh, Horn going 15 no matter what in your yeah. scenario. All right. Then, well, yeah, as far as the Panthers, they need – um, they did sign A.J. Boye, but he's not a long-term solution. And I think Dante Jackson's going to be a free agent. So, like, they could use a long-term answer there as well. They're another team that would probably – like an offensive lineman, but in my in my mock, there's been a run on them. So I think they go Horn. Logan, what do you think? I have them taking Horn. Okay, so you agree with me. Okay. Yep. All right, 16, Arizona Cardinals. I think this is very easy draft pick. Their most needed position. Patrick Peterson is gone. I'm taking Greg Newsom. Interesting. I have a different pick here. Um, but I get the logic, though, because of the need. Um, I'm just a big Malcolm Butler fan, and I think while they need corner, and it's their biggest need. Oh, no, no. Malcolm they could, uh, they could get by with Malcolm Butler, Byron Murphy, Robert Alford, I guess, if they had to. But I have them taking Micah Parsons, and this is a uh, – Parsons has, has really slipped down the board here in my, in my mock, and this yeah. is really kind of the best player available pick. I don't really think they have great inside linebackers either. At least traditional ones. So, Alex Simmons last year, didn't they? He's yeah. like kind of a gadget guy, though. I mean, is he right. like a traditional bumper? Well, here's the thing: if Michael Parsons is available, you gotta take him. He's not a long term man. If Parsons is here, you gotta take him. I agree with that. But I agree with uh, Logan in this one. You gotta get corner at this point. Um, yeah, this is another scenario, by the way. Like, like, what if they traded down to someone who won't because they don't have a third rounder? So what if they dealt down um, to someone who wanted Parsons and then um, picked a corner, maybe Greg Newsom a little bit later? The thing is, I can see Parsons falling because of his off-the-field things. That's true as well. So, yeah, I I haven't seen Greg Newsom. I think it's their their position of need. Yeah, Yeah, no, uh, like I said, Parsons is available. You take him. But I I, I agree, Logan. I think uh, corner's the way to go. Yeah, and I also would disagree with this. I, I think even despite the risk, I would honestly go Farley over Newsom just because um, I know Farley has like a lot of injury concerns, but from a talent standpoint, he's right up there with uh, J.C. Horn and um, Patrick Sertan as the best corner in the draft. So I would probably just, if I were the Cardinals, I might just take the risk. Um, I, definitely see the card, I see the Cardinals as a win-now team with D-Hop older and J.J. Watt older, Chandler Jones older. That they're 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 not gonna take many risks here in this spot, and they're gonna go with uh, they're gonna go Greg Newsom with the safe pick. Yeah, I yeah I could I could see that I could see that. So Raiders, um, I have I Mike- going. Go ahead, Logan. I got Michael Parsons going. I think the spot he lands, um, I can definitely see them going O line too, and I can see them going JOK in this pick. I think that I agree with that. JOK is the second best linebacker in this draft, but he's not just a linebacker. He's a very similar talent to the Isaiah talent. He's like the Isaiah Simmons of this draft. Yeah, I mean, that definitely makes a, a lot of sense. I could see that as well. Um, 
I, I, I have them taking, um, I have them taking offense and this is where the draft really starts to kind of like, I was kind of saying like, there's a level off point where like you kind of start to get into some guys that might be graded as second rounders. And I think this is around that spot, to be honest. I have them taking the Raiders taking offensive tackle Tevin Jenkins um, yeah. just to replace Trent Brown. Um, they, they cut their like their entire O-line for some reason. I don't really get that, but since they've done it, they need to kind of replace that. So, um, But I, I agree with you. I think JOK is a possibility. And I also do think that if Parsons were still here, I think they would take him immediately. Um, so I agree with you in that sense, but I've been taking Jenkins. Probably what you think. This is where – who the hell knows what the Raiders ever do. I mean, that, that, that's honestly like – they took freaking uh, – what's his face? Uh, that Maryland fast receiver that one year that had no business being a first-rounder. That we, we ended up having – I forget who his name was, but – Oh, Darius um, Hayward Bay. Yeah, well, that was when Al Davis was still around. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The, the, the apple doesn't fall far, far from the tree in that family. So, um, I, I, God knows what they're going to do. They should get an offensive lineman. But I mean, hell, if Justin Fields was on the board, I could see them being dumb enough to get him. Uh, it, it, even though Derek Carr had a good year last year, I could see them doing it. it they're, they're one of those franchises that just they don't give a shit about their needs. They go for the flashy player. Um, but they should take a tackle. I, I, I do agree with the Jenkins one, but God knows what they're going to do. Yeah. They have a lot of. Yeah. Needs. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, again, if you're talking about, like, kind of the weird decision-making there, I think, like, I get um, trading Trent Brown to us because Trent Brown is someone who worked for us, but he didn't really work there. He, he missed a lot of games. He wasn't really as good out in Oakland as he was with us. But, like, like, letting go of, like, Gabe Jackson and Rodney Hudson, like, those are two of the weirder personnel moves I've really seen in a long time. Yeah. No. Like, I didn't get that at all. It was definitely very questionable on the Raiders' side. Yeah, so it's like now that you've, like, again, I would not have dismantled their line like that, but it's like now that you have, I almost feel like they have to address it or it's going to be, like, a major step back for Derek Carr in that offense. But I do think Carr is a pretty good quarterback. If, I, if, I, if you can piece yeah, I just, I, I just know the Raiders, and they always go for the flashy pick. I don't know who would be flashy. I guess Parsons. JOK would be flashy. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I just, they should go line, but who knows what they're gonna do. Okay. Yeah, I think this is enough time talking about about, about the Raiders. Um, right. So, number eighteen, you guys probably still have the Dolphins picking here, but of course, I had my trade um with the between the Vikings and and the uh, Dolphins, so I have the Vikings picking here, and I have them picking Quiddy Pay. This is the number one pass rusher off the board, and I had them taking him. See that I could also see that uh, Jalen Jalen Phillips as well yeah, as possibility. one of the two. The well, thing is, I still have the uh, I still have the uh, Dolphins here, and I have them going JOK with this pick. Interesting. I, I'd be okay with that. I, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, both are. It, it depends on. I'm I'm okay with our scenario. Yeah, I mean, I mean that makes a lot of sense. I, I could definitely see that. I could see them taking uh, Dolphins taking pass rush here as well. Um, if they were still here, um, I could see them taking Bateman maybe if, if they went a line earlier. I could see them taking a line if they went receiver earlier. It really depends on what they do earlier, I guess. If, if my trade scenario doesn't happen, right? But yeah. Um, so number nineteen, uh, let's move on to Washington, um, the Washington football team. Um, 
I have them taking JOK. Um, I think he's a piece on defense that um, that a, a linebacker is like the thing that will take them from like a, you know, a really, really, really good defense to like an elite, like top three NFL defense. And JOK is it would be a really interesting chess piece for Ron Rivera to use on that side of the ball. Um, I think they could go tackle as well, but again, I've, I've kind of had a run on them. So I think my guess would be that they, they maybe look at that in the second round um, and then and then take the linebacker here. Because, um, again, this is a defensive football team. The job of their offense is going to kind of be to just kind of score just enough points and then turn the ball over to Chase Young and that just amazing defensive line. So I got – I have, yeah, you know, the football team here. I got them taking Rashad Bateman. Interesting. Double dipping after the Curtis Samuel signing. Interesting. Yep. So that's not a bad pick. I, I, that's I, interesting. Yeah, I like it. Good player. I, I see. I have Washington trading up and uh, getting Trey Lance. Yeah. Uh, True. So, so what do you have Carolina doing? So if I if I were Carolina, I mean they have they have a lot of needs. I mean that that's the thing. I mean if if Carolina has this pick. I'd probably go with a, a safe tackle, even though like you you'd probably get that tackle in the early second round. But I, that's probably what I would do: protect Sam Darnold if they trade yeah, him back. That makes sense. So that's what I would do if I were them. But if the rest, if the rest of if the Washington football team stays here, I'm okay. I'm okay with either of them. Honestly, I, I thought I was thinking receiver because. I mean, I think McLaurin would be the perfect number two receiver. I I, I don't know if he's McLaurin be a number. Two? Yeah, McLaurin's the number one, and Curtis Samuel's the number two. No, I, yeah, but I, I I just think if you add add Bateman, I think Bateman has the chance to be a number one. McLaurin, I I feel like his I mean he's a number one receiver, but his place is in the slot. I think that's where he he would thrive. Samuel, Samuel. Samuel's a little gadget boy, so I think putting McLaurin and uh, Bateman on the outsides with Samuel, they're turning into a super good trio. I just I, – I, my, my whole thing is I don't think McLaurin is, is a true I, – I, there's something about him that I don't think he's a true number one. Like, I, I watched him in, in Ohio State and stuff. Like, he's really good, don't get me wrong. But I, I feel like he's like a Julian Edelman type. Where he's better than Julian Edelman in my type, in my opinion, but I don't. I wanted Curtis Samuel desperately on the Patriots. By the yeah, way. no, Curtis Samuel was a really good signing. I just McLaurin doesn't strike me as a, a true number one receiver. He's more of like a Julian Edelman type that knows how to get open and is really good, but he's never. That offense would be really good with a true number one. I think Bateman could do that. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see see the logic to that, um, you know, from a long term standpoint for sure. Um, well, so I, I I guess because I feel like we've kind of under I obviously did my whole Patriots spiel and I got all that in. I feel like we kind of shortcut you on the whole your big trade thing. So I, I want you to kind of make the case here for Washington being the team to make that big trade up into that Carolina slot and picking Trey Lance. Um, just just kind of make the case for that. How do you think that's- Number one, Fitzpatrick is the perfect quarterback to learn from. Um, he, he's there that well, jury's still out on if Tua is going to be good or not, 
But I think that if Tua ends up being good, it's probably going to be because he he watched and and learned from Fitzpatrick. Uh, that's number one. Number two, uh, their second their second string quarterback. I'm guessing Fitzpatrick's going to be the starter. Their second string, whatever that yeah. H guy is. I, Hi, so, so right now on their roster, they have. Um, I'm guessing they have Fitzpatrick as a starter, and then right. they have Kyle Allen around still, and they traded a third rounder for last year, and then they have Taylor Heine. Yeah, Heine was good for that one playoff game. I mean, yes, he did great, but like, are you really gonna like once the tape and jury's out on him? I don't think he's gonna be that great. So I would rather have Trey Lance or Justin Fields than any of those quarterbacks. To, and especially since you have Fitzpatrick on there, Fitzpatrick can teach them. I would rather have that. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see the logic that, you know, as far as Washington, you know, I, um, you know, they've got a young team. They've got most of the rest of the pieces in place. Fitzpatrick would be a great mentor. It's a deep quarterback draft. Um, the only thing, the only thing is just what I've heard is, is that it's not going to happen. But, you know, we'll, and and then there's obviously you know they're they're further down and but we'll see you know I could definitely see just looking at the draft board and the way it works if one starts to slip like let's say Denver decides right like even if the, that's the thing there's so many of these quarterbacks even if the Patriots decide to trade up to number eight what if it what if with Trey Lance still on the board um, Denver decides like hey we want Micah Parsons we don't even want to take a quarterback then the door is open for maybe um. Maybe Washington to, to make um, – I, I don't think 10 through 13 – well, maybe 10 would move. Well, 10 through 12 aren't moving to Washington because they're the division teams. 13 isn't moving because they need a left tackle. But in that in this case, could, could Washington deal – you know, Trey Lance is sitting there at number 14. You know, Washington could deal up to number 14. He, Trey Lance could still be there. Right. I mean, that could be good. Too. Like, my, my whole thing with Washington is, one, number one, it seems like they get all the Ohio State players. They have more Ohio State players than like any team it seems. And like. that's another thing. I think it. I, I think Trey Lance would have to be the guy they go get. I don't think they could get Justin Fields just because you can't take another Ohio State quarterback after them two years after Haskins. Young, Curse Samuel, and Terry McLaurin, which are all Ohio State players. Um, and I, the the Dwayne Haskins one. He's not Dwayne Haskins. He 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 was a bona fide starter the second he got to Ohio State for two years, and they went very far. Never lost in the regular season, so like he's not the same type of player, and he's mobile. Whereas Dwayne Haskins, he was not that highly recruited, and he only played one year. So I mean, I, I don't. I, I think they're two different quarterbacks but um I, that's why i haven't taken trey lance so yeah i mean I, I definitely agree with that that makes a lot of sense so okay so we'll see what happens with that and so let's move on to chicago um we're definitely going to get to the point where we have a lot of variation with our picks but but that's fine um because you know the further you get down the round the more variation you know, earlier and then that's been affected later and also why the bears taking caleb barley here um and this is a team that really just needs a jolt like and I know they could go offense here and kind of help, help out Andy Dalton and get either a lineman or a receiver. But um, the thing is, they do have a corner need, and it is like a defensive um, focus team. And, and we should address this too. This is another possible quarterback trade-up team. 
I don't think they're going to do it, though, and I'm going to tell you why. It's because I don't think their ownership is going to let them trade any of next year's draft picks um, because the GM and coach might get fired after the year. So between that and given the fact I think they're going to be really going for their jobs this year, um, I think they've got to just fill, fill needs and then get through the year with Andy Dalton and see where it goes. And they are a defensive team, and they do need a real, real jolt. So I think they're going to take the risk on Farley here and hope it works out. What do you guys think? You know, I, I my whole thing is this. I don't understand why they got rid of Trubisky just to bring in Dalton, because I think Trubisky right now in his career is better than Dalton right now in his career. Um, I, I didn't get the lack of interest in Trubisky. Like the guy right? signed like at the end of the year he did very well. I mean, like that that's my whole thing. I mean, the team ended up coming together because he started being quarterback. I mean, and and my whole thing is I agree with you that they're not going to do quarterback for that reason, that the coach and GM are probably going to be gone. So I, I'd be fine with corner because, like I told you, I think corner is the second most important position in football right now. I full, wholeheartedly agree. Right. So, like, I, I'm fine with that, even though I think that's the guy that's, like, injury prone, right, from Virginia Tech. Yeah, yeah. He, he's right. risky, but he's as talented as the top, top couple. Right, guys, right. So. And you're at that 20. So I, I, I can foresee that happening, but – I think it was really dumb of them to get rid of Trubisky just to bring in Dalton. Did not understand. Yeah, I agree that. that. If you want to go with a safer option in a corner here, you would go with Greg Newsom in, in, in at least my case because he's still on the board. That's that's Logan's guy. So um I would definitely I actually got uh I got him taken. You're gonna notice the trend with my last pick, this pick and the next pick. I got him taking Elijah Moore. Interesting. Okay, so you got him going wide receiver. I have heard a lot about Elijah Moore. Um, I got him taking him mainly. You got Allen Robinson, who has expressed that he does not want to be on this team. And who's next? There's Darnell Mooney, and then there's also been interest in trading Anthony Miller. They're He's kind of flamed out in the last couple of years. They are going to need a receiver. So I think I, they will too. I just think they're going to go with a slot guy in the second round to replace Miller, right. and then they're going to try to get through the year with Allen Robinson. And, and then, right. You know, no, I mean, I, more. No, that that's I, I can see them doing that as well. Um, I'm just one of those people. And Logan, I don't know if you were on when we talked about this, but my five most important positions are quarterback, corner, tackle. Uh, edge or defensive end or whatever your 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 pass rusher position is, and then receiver. In my mind, those are the five most important positions. So if you can get a good corner at number twenty, I would do that. Yeah, but I mean, like, and you're right. I mean, if they don't have any receivers, but I mean, they're a defensive team, and you have Andy Dalton. He's not going to be fucking slinging it. Like, uh, that's why I don't understand. I would have rather had Trubisky for another year or two than get Dalton. Yeah. It, it makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with that. But uh, at the end of the day, they felt, again, you've got a desperate coaching staff in front office, and they felt that Dalton would be a better, um, better bet for this year, I guess, than, than Trubisky. So we'll see how that works out for them. But um, let, let's move on because we probably ought to start wrapping, wrapping up a little bit soon. Um. So, so let's just kind of quickly go through 21 through 32. Um, I'll just go first. Y'all can say disagree or if you guys agree with these picks. Of course, we're going to have 
very different as we've had very different coming up to this point with trades. This is Indy, so what do you have Indy doing at 21? I got Indy also taking a receiver in Terrence Marshall. Interesting. I, I, I don't think they're going to go receiver very high, though. I think, um, personally, um, I think Marshall's a good player, and, and he might help them, but I think that's kind of down the list of their needs. I think it, 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 what the Colts need is I think they need tackle, and I think they need pass rush. And I think the board here more favors pass rush, so I think they're going to – I've been taking Jalen Phillips here. And then I think they're going to go with the tackle in the second round. Um, so I, I don't really agree with the receiver pick, but um, right, we'll see. I see. My my whole problem with this year's draft is there's not really that many good pass rushers. Um, so there's some good ones. They're just in the later part of the first round. Yeah, I mean, I I can see them both. I can see them both. I I think you go offense. I think you go receiver here, just for the reason of who like their their receivers are getting old as hell. So you need a young youth in there. And I think their defense is solid enough they don't need – they could get the edge rusher in the second round. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean that, that's definitely possible. The thing is, though, with the Colts is Anthony Costanza retired. And so they have kind of a whole left tackle. So it's like if you go with that route and then get the pass rusher in the second round, then it's like, oh, no. And, and they don't have their third round pick because they traded it for Wentz. So it's like now I don't know what you're doing it with your offense. Time this is a time I get a free agent if I was the Colts. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so this is the case. You know, maybe you, you goes up. Well, they did sign Sam Tebby from the Chargers. Is like a stopgap. So I get, and the rest of their line is good. So I guess if you had to like maybe chip with a tight end more often, or you know maybe focus protections a certain way, you could maybe do that. But I, I think you've got a guy in Carson Wentz though who's been a little bit fragile in his career. Not not gonna lie, like I don't know if he's I don't think he's someone you want to, you know, throw out there with like a shaky offensive line. I think you want to have have a good line, and then the receivers are what they are, and then you have a good running game, and then you're not putting that much on him. And again, I think from a honestly, they could just they just they could just say screw edge rusher, and just uh, go offense. I mean, that's definitely valid as well. Yeah, they could do that. Right, I think that I think that's what I would do because you know Carson Wentz needs his uh, confidence back, so you get him a weapon in the first and protection in the second. That's probably what I would do. Okay, yeah, I mean that that I could probably see more than than skipping tackle. I, I I could I could see that, but so we have a little bit of disagreement on that pick, but you know we'll see what happens. I think um some you know we'll see what they do. Some some good strategy here. Um, so number twenty two, the Titans. I already have a player that um, I think Logan, you already took this uh, this player yeah. off the board. But I have Rashad Bateman going here to the Titans, and the thing is, the Titans really bled a lot in free agency in the offseason. You know, losing losing Jonu Smith and losing Corey Davis, and then losing pieces off their defense like Malcolm Butler. Like I know they added to their pass rush with Bud Dupree, but like they got a lot of needs, and and then obviously. Um, that right tackle they picked last year, Isaiah Wilson, was a massive bust, so they need that too. Um, I think where I would start, just because they lost both Smith and Davis, I think mm-hmm. they need a complimentary guy to help out Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown on offense. Um, so, like, obviously, with either the second receiver spot or the second or the tight end spot, you know, you're probably going to have to make do internally and find guys, but I think – you do that at tight end, and then I think you get Bateman to fill Davis' spot at receiver. What do you guys think? Um, I got him taking Caleb Farley. 
Okay, so you got him taking the corner. I could definitely see that. There's there's a shocking amount of spots that they could go for a playoff team. Um, they definitely have a lot of needs, and I think this is a prime uh, contender to really slip down the standings a little bit next year, to be honest. Right. Well, my, my whole thing is I agree with both of you guys, depending on who's there. Bateman would be a perfect fit for them, in my mind. But if he's already picked, I, I'd go corner. Yeah, I mean, it just depends who's there, right? Because, you know, Logan Logan had Farley. I already had Farley gone. And then well, I had Bateman. And then Logan already had Bateman gone. So it depends right, who's right. there. Yeah, if Farley's still there, I take Farley over, over Bateman for sure. Um, but uh, I, I like both of your guys' picks for the scenario. Okay, yeah. So I could definitely see, see both those there. Um, so the Jets at number 23, I have them taking Greg Newsome. They're, like – it, this is tough for me because, on one hand, they're they could probably use offense, but I think it might be a little too early for an interior lineman. It's probably their number one offensive need, um, because they do have some decent receivers and, and stuff. And I don't think you take a running back here. So, um, and and obviously they took Becton last year in tackle, so you've got that your left tackle spot uh, nailed down. But the thing is, their corner depth chart, and the thing is, I guess for defense too is. The thing that gave me pause here is like with edge rush, it's like you could give them one more edge rusher, and then Robert Sala would have like all the guys he needs on that on his defensive line. But their corner depth chart is so bad that like one pick here is not going to fix it, and it's still probably going to be awful either way um, because they literally have nothing. <laughs> but yeah. I have them taking Greg Greg Newsom to like just try to start fixing that, but it's like. I don't even know if this is the right move, even if they need it so bad, because, like, they have nothing. And I, I think there almost might be some logic to just, like, just, you know, giving up on corner. But it's, like, I just think you got to get something there. So that's what I have them doing. What do you guys think? Um, I have the Jets taking Jalen Phillips. I could see that if he's there. I could see that. Yeah. I so shit. I mean, they you could you really can't go too too wrong with with any of the picks. I mean, any position. Well, besides, if there's ever going to be a a team that I would consider getting a running back, it would be the Jets. Interesting. Because you have a rookie quarterback, so you're going to need some help. So if you can get an elite running back like Najee Harris or something, I wouldn't do it. I, I, I don't think running back is – I think it's, like, one of the least important ones. But it is, for, It's almost the least important. I would never take one in the first round unless it's Adrian Peterson or Barry Sanders. Right, but, like, my whole thing is you have a rookie quarterback and you're going to throw him to the wolves if you have no running game whatsoever. If there's ever going to be a time to take a running back in the first round, it would be right now. This is also like an extra first round pick, so I guess there is kind of like a right, right. But I mean, have a lot of picks next year, so. um, Well, also we have all like the really, really good tackles already off the board by now. Do we have they taken? We we still have Jalen Mayfield, right? I still have ten. I have Jalen Mayfield at the top of the second. I think I take Jalen Mayfield in this pick to 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 protect Zach uh, Zach Wilson. I really would. Um, I yeah. Yeah. Basically, in fact, you know what's funny? Let, let, let me let me check this here. You know what's actually really funny? I have Jalen Mayfield going to the Jets just to pick 34. There in the second round. I, I don't think he's going to be because 
I think either I think he's taken actually. here or the Steelers take him. I, I see. Mean, I don't think Jalen Mayfield is like a first round prospect. From what I've heard. Y'all, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Um, I have school tomorrow, and uh, I kind of need to go to bed kind of soon. So okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, let, let, let's kind of hurry this up. So I'm anyway. gonna go through my picks, the rest of my picks, and I'm gonna list them all off, and I'm gonna tell you which all I have. Okay. Go. Yeah. Go for it, and then Riley and I will, will kind of react through the rest of it. 24, I got the Steelers taking Tevin Jenkins as he fell, and I think the Steelers need tackle. And I, we've already discussed this. And You so don't I, have them taking Harris? No, I do not have them taking Najee. <laughs> Is this wishful thinking? I have to ask. My personal opinion is that they're going to trade up in the second round to get uh, Javante. And, so, and then at 25, I have the Jags taking Trevon Morig. Um, they need a safety. He's pretty much the star safety in this draft. Really good ball hawk, a really good tackler. I think he'd be a really good piece to that Jack secondary. At 26, I have the Browns taking Christian Barmore as he's really the only good, um, you know, D-tackle in this draft. Um, so, yeah, uh, I have them going 20, at 26. I have the Ravens taking Rondell Moore. At 27, as a short little speed guy who can run routes, unless unlike Marquise Brown, well, I think will be really good for Lamar as he doesn't really have that arm strength. We'll be able to, you know, check the ball down a lot for Rondell Moore and let him, you know, use that small size and that speed in open space. At 28, I have the, let's see if it's going to, can you scroll down, please? At 28. I have the Saints taking Zayvon Collins out of Tulsa. I think a linebacker is a big need of theirs. And Zayvon Collins really at 28 is a really good spot. At 29, you can really go receiver or corner. And I have them going corner in Asante Samuel. Um, I think corner is really a big need. It was kind of showed when Kevin King was getting burned in the conference championship game. And they really need a guy just to be that second or a slot type uh, corner. At 30, I have the Bills taking Najee Harris. I think that this is a need for them. Um, Singletary's been bad. Their pick with Zach Moss was bad. I think if they can add Najee to that offense with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, I think that will just add put them over the top. And that offense will become one of the best in the league. It already is. And so imagine if they get a run game and let, you know, and then it would let Josh Allen do so much more. And then 31, I did not realize this. I forgot that the Ravens actually went back and got the 31st pick. And I did not think about it that much. And I'm going to be having them take... I'm going to have them taking Quiddy Pay. He fell this far. Oh, wow. They do need an edge piece. Um, on their defense, they need, uh, you know, some pressure is the, what's his face left or he got, um, I don't remember, Matthew Judon's gone and uh, they just need a nice edge piece. And then to end the draft at 32, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going with, this is really hard because they're keeping the same exact team that they had last year. And their team last year did not really have that many holes. 
And so I'm going to go with Jason Owe. And I'm going with this edge piece mainly because of their old defensive line. And soon enough, somebody is going to be gone from that defensive line. And I think Jason Owe will fill in greatly. Okay. I mean, thank you for coming on the pod, Pod Logan. Those are some good takes. Uh, If you want to listen back tomorrow and kind of see what, what we have, going through the rest of this, you know, feel free. And uh, thanks for coming on. I appreciate your contribution. Yeah, thanks, guys. It was nice. Uh, it was good being here. And uh, I hope you all have a good rest of the day. Thank you all for listening. And I'll, I'll see you guys later. All right. See all you, right, Logan. Thanks. See you, Logan. Ronnie. Okay. So well, let's just kind of go through this quickly because we've already gone a couple hours. Um, right. So um, where were we? We were, we were the Jets. So what I think the Jets are going to do is, again, I, I think they'll take the corner here. But I think they'll probably go line in the second and then maybe a running back in the third. Hello? Okay. Um, I, I, I can see that. I, so I'm, I'm not really uh, opposed to getting a corner. Um, I just, With a rookie quarterback, I think this is the one time I would put an offensive lineman ahead of a corner. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean that, that that's fair. It's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's just what do you want to get now versus what do you want to get at 34 versus, you know, whatever. But I definitely get the logic of, like, you know, make sure you don't do what you did with Darnold, right? <laughs> I, I get that logic for sure. Um, yeah, I, I just uh, – I, I think I think you almost – just to make sure Zach Wilson is, uh, you know, not killed. So I think in the second round you go running back. I really do. I really do. Okay. So, yeah, and uh, I have uh, number number 24, obviously, Logan. Logan had them taking offensive line. I think that's what they should do for sure. Um, I don't think that's what they're going to do, though. I think they're, the Steelers are going to take Najee Harris, and I think I, I already am prematurely bashing them for this. I think this is a terrible pick, but I think they're going to do it. That, I, 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 I agree. I think I, I think it's a 60-40 chance that it's uh, it's Najee Harris. Uh, my um, condolences already. I, I, I'm gonna be pissed as shit. I think what we should uh, my 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 ultimate one would be that that a dra- that mock draft I, I saw where we got Jenkins and Humphreys. I I'd literally be over the moon for that. Um, what about Mayfield, you've been talking about Mayfield. What if you guys just took Mayfield because Jenkins is gone on my, right? On my oh, I'd be fine. I'd be fine with Mayfield. As long, okay. We need we need we need an alignment. I don't care where where it is um, at this point, but. Um, I'd be also okay with a trade back, like we were talking about. Where yeah, you got like three, like three or four second round picks. I'd be fine with that. Um, especially if it's an early second, because in my mind, once you get out of the top twenty, it's kind of like these. It's like two A in my point, opinion. It's kind oh, of oh, like in this draft, it absolutely is. Yeah. yeah. So like, I, I'd be well, fine I with like. Back. If we could get three second-round picks or, like, two second-round picks and, like, a conditional first or a conditional second or something like that, I mean, I'd be, fi- I'd be fine with trading back. If, like, say the Saints want someone or something like that, that would be perfect for me. Um, well, it depends, it depends where you would drop, right? I mean, I mean you can right. kind of go through different scenarios. Like, like let's right. say the Dolphins um, – you know, they obviously have a pick at the top of the second. Um, you know, let's say they, they want to jump back up in the early second, right? Or maybe you trade down a couple. Like, 
it would probably be if it's at the top of the second, it more likely would be just like, uh, uh, you know, you'd get like a couple mid rounders, you know, maybe a four, a couple fourths or something instead of getting like three second round picks doing that. But if, if, if you were able to move all the way down to, um, you know, kind of like what I did in my last mock draft where like Atlanta was moving all over the place and like you guys got like three picks in the 50s, like that would make sense. But I, I don't know that that option is going to be there, unfortunately. But I, I think I would move back though because you guys have so many needs. Like you need to use that roster with young talent. Yeah. Um, running back, not the way to start it off, but um, we're so I think we're in agreement on this one. Um, I hope for your sake you don't end up making that pick. But um, 25, I have the Jags taking Christian Barmore. Um, again, this was really a 50 50 between um, Trevon Morig, Logan's pick, and Barmore. I only went with Barmore just because of the scarcity of interior defensive linemen in this draft it's a horrible class and um and i think they could probably get a safety in the second round that that's the only reason why i did this what do you think taking a safety uh this early especially since there's not any like really great ones um in this draft i'm i mean trying to think i mean they can use whatever positions that's probably fine i know urban meyer though and I'm thinking he's going to get a wide receiver with his pick. So uh, I was thinking, one. you know, how can – I was kind of going through, and it's like, how can you help Trevor Lawrence with some of these picks? Right? They have two seconds. Right. They, they definitely need to do something on offense to help out Trevor Lawrence. Just no, I, I just know Irving Myers an offensive mind coach. He's definitely going offense. I wouldn't but mind going is, defense with this one, but I, I think he's going to get a receiver of some, uh, some type of receiver. I don't know who. But I, it's going to be a receiver with this pick. It's possible. My main objection is like I just look at their roster. Um, you know, I, I think they might be able to go O line, but like I don't think they have the worst O line in the world. And um, and this and the thing is, um, Urban Meyer was asked about their O line, and he seemed like fine with it. So I don't think they're going to do that. You could go receiver, but they have the thing is they have Chenault. DJ Chark and Marvin Jones. Like, I think that's a solid enough trio. Um, and then well, the one thing I do think they're going to do on offense, I think at number 45 in the second round, I think they're a lock to take a tight end. They'll take whatever the number two tight end is. I think that's a lock. Yeah, I I, I don't I don't know. I I, I just know Urban Meyer. He's either going to get a running back or a receiver. He's getting a weapon with this one, with this pick. You know who I could see possibly going to Jacksonville? I don't have it mocked here. I actually have them. Daddy? I actually have them, just spoiler, I have them going with Morig at 33 because he's, he's stayed on the board. Um, but right. I think they could go with Travis Etienne with one of the two picks to reunite him with Trevor. I, 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 def, I, I definitely think he's going weapon. I would not be surprised if Vernon Meyer pulls a first two rounds or nothing but offensive, offense. Wouldn't shock me. Would not shock me. I, I, I wouldn't blame him because you're not actually drafting the win this year. You're just drafting for the future. See, this is the thing on, on Jacksonville, though. Like, I know that's not the goal, but I'm not going to lie. And and this is something we'll touch on on some later podcasts when we kind of talk about um, previewing the season and stuff. But um, I think Jacksonville is not going to be that far off from winning the division this year. Um, I I think this is going to be the new NFC East this year. This is AFC South. I think the division is going to be bad. I think whoever wins it is going to be 500 or so. And I think like the Colts 
and Titans will probably be around 500. And then the Jaguars might be like seven to 10. I think the Colts are definitely going to win the division hands down. I, I agree, but I think they're going to go like nine and eight. I think, I think they'll, I think they'll go 10 and seven. I, I think it's dumb that there's a 17th game. Let's not even talk about that, but um, <laughs> yeah, I think they'll be 10 and seven or 11 and six. And then I think Titans are going to take a downfall. Of, like they'll be like nine and eight, like you said. But I yeah. think the Jaguars are going to be like six and eleven. I mean, I could see that. That's like a game off from what I said. Right, six and eleven, five and twelve. But um, I, I, I think, like, uh, I think you're, I, I think you're not that far off from like the NFC East to the AFC. Um, but they're they're still going to be better than the NFC East. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we'll see. I, I just look at the NFC East and it's like, you have Dak Prescott coming back. Dallas's defense should be a little Let's talk bit about something. Dak Prescott's the most overrated quarterback of all time. All his oh, well that's garbage. okay. That's opening a whole can of worms. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. You, you how he's going to improve Dallas, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But Over Andy. Dalton. You can yeah, acknowledge they're that. They're going to improve. Yeah. But it's not going to be like, he's not a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I mean, maybe, but that's a topic for different conversation. But so they're right. going to get better, and I think Washington's a legit ten-win team. To be honest, I I, it's, I can see that with Fitzpatrick. I think they go ten and seven with Fitzpatrick. I do. So, um, I, I think this is, and the thing is, I look at their schedule, and I know they played the AFC East, which I think is going to have three legit good teams in it. Um, so. That, that's not great for the AFC South either. Um, right. So, all right, let, let, let's move on. Let, let, let's move along. So, I have at number 26, I have the Browns taking um, Zayvon Collins. Um, I think they have, again, Logan had them taking Barmore. I could see Barmore because they've got Sheldon Richardson if he's still here. If, if not, they're obviously not going to go with this, that position. Um, they could use a linebacker to kind of, you know, add another piece to their defense. I don't really think their linebackers are that good, but they have like a and a lot of other good pieces. I could also see them going edge rusher here to take over eventually for Clowney, but um, what do you have them doing here? I agree with the linebacker here. Yeah, I definitely think they go defense. Um, the roster is pretty pretty well set, though. I mean, good good job by the Browns um, building that team. Uh, number 27, Ravens. Uh, They're going to run to the podium. I'm surprised he's still here. I have them taking Aziz Ojolari. Um Logan had them taking um, Rondell Moore. I think this is a little early for for Rondell Moore. Um, he's actually a guy I'd be very interested with the Patriots taking in the second round. Um, I think he's more of a second round guy, but um, I, I do think I do think the Ravens could. We'll see what I'll, I'll tell you what they do at thirty one. But receiver is a consideration. But um, what do you think? Uh jeez, for the Ravens. I think they have three clear needs. I think the, the three clear needs are edge rusher, um, wide receiver, and offensive tackle. But I'll skew away from offensive tackle because I know they're going to sign Dylan Leva. Right, so right. I think they might take a developmental time to sit around. Uh, I, I think you got to go. Hmm. Remember, they have pick 31. Also. Yeah, it, it depends. That's what I'm saying. I think I. I think you could go either way. You're fine because you can take an edge, knowing that you have the 31st pick and get a receiver there. 
So I'm yeah, and, and the thing is, it just depends what you what your priority is because like, so it you know you have at twenty nine you have Green Bay they're a threat to take a receiver. So if you want to get ahead of them receiver, you go receiver. Thirty, the Bills are going to be a threat to take an edge guy. I think so. If you want to get ahead of the Bills with the edge guy, then you want to go with the edge guy first. So I'm going to have them prioritizing edge just because I think it's the bigger need. Um, they have, uh, you know, they lost uh, Matt Judon to the Patriots. They lost um, Ngakwe to the Raiders. So I really think that's their number one need on the roster by a decent amount. And I think they've got to take the best guy. I could even see them moving up potentially for like a, a Quiddy Pay or a Daniel Phillips. That wouldn't, that wouldn't shock me. Yeah. So, yeah. What, what would you have them? What would you have them prioritizing here, though? The edge of the receiver. If I was the Ravens, or tackle, I wouldn't do tackle, knowing that they're probably getting Villain the waiver. Um, I would probably prioritize a receiver for Lamar Jackson. Okay. Because I, I just – and you never know what the Saints are going to do. That, that's my whole thing. That's true, too. Which Because the Saints did cut Emmanuel Sanders. So, I mean, which receiver right. would you take here? Um, you know, it depends so, on which one's available. We had, like, all the – In my mind, I only, have, I only have Bateman gone out of the second tier. Um, yeah, shit. I think I, Logan had a bunch of guys gone. Logan had um, Logan had them taking on down more. But he, he had Elijah Moore gone. He had um, – he had Bateman gone. I think he had. I think that was it. He did not have Tony going. So I, don't know. It, I mean, it depends on what you want for the Ravens. If I was the Ravens, uh, that Ole Miss guy, the Moore guy from Ole Miss, not not the one that he said for the Ravens, but the one he said from uh, Elijah Moore. Um, I think he right. had the, picking him, or, or no, he had the um, he had the Jaguars picking. Who did he have Elijah Moore going? He had Elijah Moore going to uh, the Colts, thing. Oh yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. Okay. So I, I if if he's still there, and, I, and I'm the Ravens, I take him because if he's still there and the Saints are there, I could guarantee you the Saints would probably take receiver. Uh-huh. Okay, well we'll disagree on that then because we're gonna get to that next. Right. Okay. Um. So I have it at 28. I have the Saints picking cornerback Asante Samuel Jr. and um basically. Sean Payton was kind of making some comments about how they had to upgrade that position. And I agree with that. They cut Janoris Jenkins. They didn't replace him. I mean, they've got a terrible cap situation. So they've really got to nail this draft. And um, the way he was talking, it makes me think that they're probably going to go best available corner here um, at this spot. Um, so I had them taking Asante Samuel Jr. He, he's he's undersized, but other than that, he has a lot of good uh, good skills out there. So um, I know you, you probably disagree. You would probably have them taking um, I still have Elijah Moore available, so you probably have them taking Elijah Moore um, in this case. But who did Logan have them taking? I forget. Uh, yeah, I think he had a Sante Samuel. Okay, so he and I agree on this. I don't think – so. But my whole thing is this. If Elijah Moore is still on the table, I don't see Sean Payton saying, hey, we're not getting him. I understand he needs a cor- corner, but – I, I just don't see him think think of the tandem of Thomas and Moore. I, I just don't see him saying, Hey, we're not getting him. I agree with you though, I'd rather have a corner if I was the Saints. But I just know Sean Payton is kind of like an Urban Meyer of the pros and he thinks of offense all the time. 
I, I just, I, I just, I wouldn't be surprised if more is their pick. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, uh, it's definitely a possibility. Um, it, it definitely is, because um, they did lose Emmanuel Sanders. They could just say like, hey, you know, screw our defense this year. We need to make sure that, um, that whoever our quarterback is has the best chance to succeed. Um, and and I could definitely see them taking Elijah Moore. He's a pretty good prospect. So, um, I could see that. So number twenty nine, I have Green Bay, and this is going to be another one I think we disagree with because. Uh, I have them. This is a bit of a surprise pick. Um, this is a guy who I heard could go as high as the teens. Um, maybe a guy who could go to a team like Washington in the teens. But um, until recently, I thought he was a second round guy. But so I'm going to kind of split the difference and put him in here. And I have the Packers taking Jamin Davis, the linebacker. And the logic behind this is, you know, obviously Aaron Rodgers has wanted a receiver forever and hasn't gotten they've kind of gone with Devontae Adams, e- even when they were succeeding with like Devontae Adams and Jordy Nelson and Greg Jennings and guys like that, like those guys weren't first round picks. Randall Cobb wasn't a first round pick. He was a second round pick. So what I think the Packers are going to do is I think they saw how Devin White and Levante David were such big difference makers in the, um, in, in the playoff game last year in the championship game. And I think they see, might see a guy like Davis as someone who could do something similar for them. I don't think their front seven on defense is that great besides their two pass rushers. So, and and I think they have, I'm blanking on the name, but they def, they have a good defensive lineman too. I forget. I'm, this is bad, but I'm blanking on the name. Um, I know they have like Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith and some, some good guys on the edge, but right. I, think, I think in the middle they could use, they could use a presence like that and, um, like Logan, Logan had them going corner um, as well. I, I, I could actually, Logan didn't, Logan, oh yeah, Logan had, Logan had Zayvon Collins going to the Saints and Asante Samuel going here. That's what it was. So Zayvon Collins to the Saints could make sense if he's still there. They, yeah. they definitely need a linebacker, but Samuel would make sense as well because um, Kevin King got picked up earned a little bit, but. So I'm just gonna go with Davis. I, I think they could use a piece on defense, and um, All right. I, I think again, given their history, I think it's more likely that they go receiver in the second round. It's such a deep right. class; they could get a guy in the second who would probably start immediately for them, probably succeed with Aaron Rodgers. So right. What do you think about this? Well, so one of my good friends, Nick, is a Packers fan, and he told me that. They're pretty set on corner that Kevin King was coming off of injury, and that's why he got burned all the time in that conference. Yeah, it was a high draft pick reason. I didn't really think that right. was happening, to be honest. Right. So I, 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 don't, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility for them to go a middle linebacker there. Um, my, my thing is this. You pissed off Aaron Rodgers last year. You have the late first-round pick. Again, you're pretty much picking the second round now. A piece him and get a receiver. I mean, I, I could see it. I could see it. Because, like I told Nick last year, imagine if they got a first round receiver with Lazard and Adams. Because that first round receiver, even though it's a late first round, is probably going to be still a solid two option. I mean, you have a, a, a trio of receivers there that's. With Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he makes anyone better. Um, so I would go with whatever the best receiver they have on the board is. But 
I, I, I see your logic in the linebacker because they do need one. Yeah. Um, you know, I could totally, um, I could totally, you know, see, see them going with that. You know, it really, I definitely think they're going to do receiver at some point. Too, right? You know, they, they, they have to. Aaron Rodgers is going to lose his mind if they don't. Um, I, I will throw out another wild card here. This is kind of a, you know, this is a, a pick of, of helping Aaron Rodgers, but also, um, you know, maybe picking, you know, maybe you don't think you need a first round receiver, but uh, you want to help out Rodgers, right? So they did lose Corey Lindsley in free agency. So what if it's not a premium position, but what if they just take a center here? What if they go Landon Dickerson or Creed Humphrey or something like that to replace Orleans? I don't think that would be a bad pick here because, like I said, you're pretty much uh, picking early second round at this point anyways. Um, so I'd be fine with them doing that. I think if Nick had the had the decision to make, he would probably go linebacker like you did. Interesting. Okay, so he actually agrees with me. He probably would. But in my mind, you got to appease Aaron Rodgers somehow. I think you would appease him with a center. But, center and wide receiver. I can't imagine right. he would fault with like a first-round center and second-round wide receiver. I right. Imagine. I think he'd be fine with both. I, I, just, I think you got to go offense. If you go running back, I I think that would be dumb because they still have Aaron Oh, Jones. they can't go right now. No, no, no. They're, they just re-signed Aaron Jones. They're, right. Okay. They're, okay. I mean, I know he had a horrible conference championship game, but well, they Aaron drafted him to lose his fucking mind. I was surprised that they they didn't um they they didn't let Aaron Jones walk and turn it over to AJ right. Dillon. I mean, my my whole thing is this: Aaron Rodgers will lose his loving mind. He he'll definitely leave the Packers when he can, if they do not help him at all. And I think you use your first round pick as a we messed up last year in getting a quarterback. Here's your weapon, or here's your protection. One of the two. Yeah, I could definitely see that. My, my guess is this, that they would take Davis here and then they would say, okay, now we got to make sure we don't ignore the, the Aaron Rodgers thing. Let's get a receiver right. in the second. And center is a position like you can find in the third round or later. Right. No, I agree with that. I could see that. I, I agree with that. Um, so let, let's move on. Um, number 30, I have the Bills. Um, this is a play going a little bit later. Um, he had them taking Jason Oa, uh, 32, but I, I have the Bills taking Oa at 30. Um, this, this is a pick that, you know, th- this is obviously the pick that, the, you know, that, that could go to the Ravens as well, 31, if they go receiver earlier, you know, if the Bills pass on him, but because I think Logan had them taking Etienne, um, the running back, but I just think that Oa is some of their pass rushers are getting a little bit older, Mario Addison and, um, Jerry Hughes, and they drafted a guy last year, AJ Epinesa. But I think long-term pass rush is something that they could really use to kind of um, – and that's something you you, you want to do with your team like the Bills is really just think a year ahead to 2022 needs. Um, you know, and, and, and OA, you could you could develop him on the bench this year, and then 2022, he's a starter. Um, that would make some sense to me, more, than, more so than a non-premium position like a running back. Um, what do you think about that? Najee Harris uh, to the Bills. Yeah, Najee Harris. Yeah, uh, but um, I don't because I'm so opposed to first round running backs. Right, but, right. I and I, I have Najee going to the Steelers. So 
Right. So running backs. So here, here's here's my thing. When you're picking at at 29 down, it's pretty much what your biggest need is. And at that point, if it's running back, then you take it. I mean, because that means you have a really good team if you're picking this late. Um, I get what Logan's saying in that they don't really have a running back. So I wouldn't be opposed to them yeah, I think one. a reasonable spot for Harris. But, but it, it's just not to lean against it when you have a potential other need that you could fix. Right. So. If Owe is available at this pick, I'd be like that. Okay. I, I do. I'd rather have him than uh, – because you could always get like a uh, Trey Sermon in the second round or something like that. Yeah, I mean, you have um, you have Trey Sermon, Javante Williams is someone. Again, well, Javante Williams that. will not be available for them to take in the second round. Not we'll not. see how we'll see what how when I do the second round of my mock, we'll see how it looks. But I'm not gonna lie, I think on the last one, I think I had Javante Williams going this the last pick of the second round. He was the third running back, so I wasn't like. Oh, I will be furious if Javante if Williams is taking running backs that high. So, I, I would rather have Javante Williams than uh, Humphreys. I think. In my second round, if I was the Steelers, but um, you're getting Najee Harris in the first round because your team is going to do something. If I will fucking, I I will blow because like I I think you could get um a, like like we were saying a good center a solid center in the third round. I mean that's what I yeah. would do if if Williams is available. If not, then I'm picking running back in the third round, which is probably where Trey Sermon's going to go. Yeah, Trey Sermon would be a solid pick for someone. But, yeah, I mean, so I don't hate Etienne here. I just, you know, I, I just look at it and I'm not going to, you know, if a team has any kind of need to, f- to fill um, that I can really justify, I'm going to go with that over running back when I when I do this. So, um, and again, and, and I probably shouldn't, should be a little bit more open to it because the team's doing this, not me, but it is what it is. So that's just what I've been doing. Um, so let's move on. Um, number 31, I have the. I have the Ravens. Um, so the Ravens are going to pick uh, Elijah Moore here. Um, this is, you know, it, it depends on their board. Like, if they like a guy like Kadarius Tony more than Moore, I could see that. I've heard Tony is kind of a guy you could, especially with the way that they, they have such a multifaceted run game. Like, maybe they could get him involved in some jet sweeps and things like that. But you might be able to do that with Moore, too. And, and he could be an interesting option for Lamar Jackson. What do you think about this so you had you had a uh, outside linebacker edge, right? Their first. I had the Ravens taking Aziz Ojolari to fill the pass rush need. Now I have them addressing this. Um, so it depends on what they do with their first pick in the first round. If they go edge, I, I agree with the receiver. If they go receiver, I agree with edge for the thirty first. Yeah, I agree. You know, it, it, there, there's okay. another version to this where they go receiver first, and then in that case, I think. Um, given how this plays out and given the fact that Green Bay Green Bay and the Saints in my scenario passed on wide receiver, I think them taking receiver second is going to be the better board for them. But they could go receiver first in that case. I think the Bills take Aziz Ojolari. And then I think OA goes to the Ravens at 30. Yeah, I think we're in agreement there. Yeah, so, okay, so, so they're going to get um, – they're going to do that. And then – the Bucs, I, so I was doing, because, you know, the Bucs are kind of my second team because of Tom Brady, right? So I was doing some interesting digging into their situation because I think a lot of people don't really have a handle on what they're going to do um, because they brought the whole team back. So I want to be the dude who has a handle on what they're going to do. So I kind of just looked and like, hey, I know they don't really have 2021 needs. 
Um, miss me with the whole they need a running back and shit. Like they have Giovanni Bernard, who they run to be the third down guy. They have um, Ronald Jones, and they have Leonard Fournette. They do not need a running back. Um, they so I think they're really looking at 2022, and there's a lot of directions they could go. Um, I have them taking Landon Dickerson here, the interior offensive lineman, and here's why. Um, there's other spots too. They have contract situations coming up. The corner, I could see that. Um, especially if they decide they don't want to bring Antonio Brown back, I could see wide receiver being a, a consideration. Um, maybe a Kadarius Tony goes here. But Ryan Jensen is a free agent signing from a couple of years ago. He's a good player but he's on their cap for $10 million this year. And then he's an unrestricted free agent next off season. And he's going to be 31 and they're going to have a lot of other dudes they need to sign. Um, then you look at their right guard, Alex Kappa. He was a third round pick in 2018. He's been solid for them, but he got hurt last year in the playoffs and he's uh, going to be a free agent next off season as well. So um, I think you could take a guy like Landon Dickerson you know, if someone gets hurt, you know, he's your swing guy in the inside this season. And then next season, you know, that gives you the flexibility to say like, okay, for Jensen, this is $10 million we can free up um, to help keep Chris Godwin long-term or to help keep one of the corners long-term or, you know what I mean? Like, and, or, or because they restructured, they, they structured so many contracts this year with low cap hits, they're all going to jump up next year. Like, Hey, that 10 million can offset the increase in Tom Brady's, you know, cap number. Like, so they're really going to be starved for that, for those cap dollars next year. And, you know, if they're not going to be able to keep their whole team together again for 2023, um, or, to, or, or I guess this is the 2021 season. So for 2022, they're not going to be able to keep the whole team together. So I think getting that, you know, they need to address one of those positions a year early and, I think this is a good way to do it. So what do you think about um, about Tampa's situation here and what they should do this pick? So if my memory recalls, Nagamakan Sue is going to be a, a free agent, right? Yeah, so I wanted to just say this. What, I, what my dream scenario would be for Tampa right. is if they could get Christian Barmore and even trade up a little bit for him. But I don't think they're going to be willing to get all the way up to 25. So what I have them doing is I think they're going to go for that in the second round. Um, okay. But I think that's the number one spot just because I, I think Sue will definitely not be back there in 2021. Right. Um, you can't really go wrong with the interior linemen, especially with Brady. Um, cause they don't really need – they don't really have a glaring spot they need. So I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's just 2022. It's just whatever 2022 need, p- potential need you want to get ahead is really what you Well, I was thinking they'd go D-tackle because of Sue. But if you have them taking it in the second round, I mean. Well, the um, thing I, is, is it's like the defensive tackle class is horrible. So once you get b- past Barmore, there isn't really someone you can even justify on your on your board here, I don't think. I mean, Levi on Uzurike would be the next guy, but I think he's like a mid to late second rounder. So, um, Right. I, I just uh... – yeah, I, 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 I agree with you then. Okay, yeah, I mean, it, it, so Logan has them taking Jason Foley. The reason why I don't have them doing that is because they have Jason Peter Paul and Shaq Barrett sign long term. So, I mean, just again, they could use an extra guy, but just trying to like get ahead of needs, um, I don't really think that makes sense. I think I think the spots would be either corner, um, corner, 
defensive line if Barmore is there. Offensive interior offensive line. They could take one of the guys that like a Jalen Mayfield as well. Um if they just wanted a pure guard. Um and then I think wide receiver if uh wide receiver if um if they decide they don't want to bring Antonio Brown back. In fact, I think if they make that call, they would go receiver, but I do expect them to bring him back, so I don't think they're going to do that. Um, and I think it's, again, I think this is a stealth team to possibly look at quarterback in like round two or round three, but I don't think they do it this year. Right. So, yeah, I mean, any other any other thoughts before we, before we wrap up? No, I think that's it. Uh, as a Steelers fan, if we get Najee Harris, I'm going to be pissed as shit. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I will be. I will be. You know, we'll have to make sure you, we have you back on the podcast so you can rip into the Steelers' fandom. Yeah, I will I, give that's you free reign. I will agree with everything you said. Yeah, and if we trade back, then I'd be fine. Um, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, so it's going to be an interesting uh, draft coming up. Um, a lot of, uh, I think this is the most interesting draft I've I've been a I've been an observer of. Honestly, I think it's going to be. There's a lot of crazy stuff happening. So, um, right. Yeah. Are there any other thoughts before we log off? Uh, no, I think that's it, man. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Raleigh, and uh, I'll catch you down the line. And um, uh, just just to address the audience, I'm sorry about the lack of the NBA pods recently. Um, we, we were supposed to do one tomorrow, but it fell through. So. Um, I think next week we're going to have Mike and T back on with that, and, and we're going to get into some, uh, some some NBA stuff. So that'll be coming. But thanks for tuning in to Episode 9, and I'll catch you all later. Catch you later, Raleigh. All right, see you, man.